Good morning. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Season Gaming Bitcast episode 164. It's a beautiful Sunday morning here, and we've got Halo to talk about, my friends. But we've got a lot of topics to get through today. Well, not too many topics. It's quite, kind, of <laughs> news, uh, kind of a quiet news week, but uh, we do have some big things to touch on. So, of course, you've got myself, Ainsley Bowden, Mr. Porsche Power. You've got to my right, Mr. Tie Guy Travis. Good morning, sir. I know it's early Mark for you. Clunky. Good morning. <laughs> you're going to full, you're gonna have to tell me the full context of that because uh, yeah, I'm not I there will. yet. One day. Okay. Uh, one day. When, when will you earn it, right? The real reason is it just takes so long to explain why I say McClunky on shows, but it's... <laughs> I love this. <laughs> we'll just interject it to like just middle of like a really deep, you know, take. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, Mr. Dan Rodriguez, the seven himself. Was that's happening. right, baby. I'm here. That's that's all I can say this Sunday morning. So, <laughs> ready to hopefully, go. Hopefully the headache is uh, fading. It's getting there. It's getting there. Okay, good, good. Well, good morning, everyone. Chat, what's going on? Um, obviously, our audio listeners coming in later. Thank you, as always. Uh, so today, yeah, we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk quite a bit of Halo Infinite, or I should say, Travis and I are going to talk Halo Infinite. Dan's going to interject here and there and ask us some questions about it. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Uh, we're going to touch on uh, PlayStation and Xbox fiscal results, which uh, you know, again, continue to be impressive. Uh, we've got Horizon Zero Dawn reportedly being delayed. We've got a, a new studio, which seems to be uh, loaded with potential. And we also, uh, of course, will touch on Activision and Ubisoft allegations, continued allegations, uh, as those uh, stories continue to develop. So, guys, before we get into kind of the big topics, though, why don't we talk about currently playing? Um, you know, I've got a couple things outside of Halo, of course, because we'll, we'll cover that in the main topic. But, um, you know, what... what uh, What's kind of been in the rotation? Anything good you want to speak to? I got hey, hands on you. Yep, as usual. Um, not much. Like, I've been basically playing the same stuff as I was last week. It was State of Decay. It was, you know, Hitman came out with a new uh, DLC with their season of whatever it is. It's Lust, I think, this time. So, played through some of that. Still doing that. And then I was able to play some of the Ascent. Okay. Um, and you know, you did the review for us. I'll let you talk about it, but I think yeah. we probably share similar views on it. It was not what I was expecting, I guess. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Travis, anything good, man? What you been up to? Yeah, I I finally um, made time for Death's Door, nice. so I played like the first third of that. I'm assuming, uh, and really liked it. I I knew I would like it. It was just a matter of me getting around to actually playing it. So I did sure. that. Um, and then I'm I'm still working my way through uh, Ace Attorney, uh, the, the oh. new Ace Attorney game on on uh, the Switch, which is fantastic. I know, I know. I'm you know I'm tempted to do it, but I don't know if I'm going to get into it. I'll have to appease you one of these days and give it a try. Just try the just try Dual Destinies. That's the one I started with. And, Dual and Destinies that, is it on Switch as well? That one I think you play on your phone would be the recommended device because the alternative you're already losing me. But the alternative is you played on the 3DS, which you've lost I mean, me they, completely. They, yeah, they have. Yeah, they have. To, <laughs> yeah. 
they have to port it to the switch eventually you assume but like actually playing it on your phone isn't that bad because it's just a game where you're like tapping right it's like reading a book more or less so oh, okay. um I, it, it's really not that bad on your phone it's not like you're like controlling or shooting or whatever on your phone or anything that requires dexterity but i i i reviewed a um an ace attorney game and i had never played any of them and i just right. became addicted and went back and played all the other ones so it's one of those franchises I never expected to love, but I'm obsessed with it now. So yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool. So what do you think about Death Door so far? I like it. Uh, yeah, it really reminds me of like old school Zelda. It kind of reminds me of uh, what was that 3DS Zelda they re- they uh, released? Um, it was the, the original, the, the the top down original one um, that came out like not, not Link's Awakening, 3DS. not the Switch one. No, I'm talking about it was in the style of Link's Awakening, but it was okay. a brand new game and they released it uh like near the end of the 3DS life. So oh, I can't okay. remember the name of it, but it was it was a really good game and this sort of gives me the same vibes. Nice. Um I'm only like a third way through it. I killed that witch lady, uh, but like yeah. that's 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 where I'm at with it. But it's one of those games I knew I would love it if I had a chance to play it, but with everything else going on, all the reviews and then now I'm able to play Halo. It's just I'm, I'm playing in pieces, so I'll get through it eventually. But it's on my backlog, as is the Ascent, which I haven't had time to even open. <laughs> yet, but uh, it's on, that's on my backlog. So yeah, so uh, I can talk to Ascent. Um, yeah, what happened was I got home from vacation. I started Death Door, got about a little further than you. I'm actually about to go to the boss of the second kind of main area, which is the Frog King, I believe. Um, Really like it as well, but then I got the you know had to review the ascent. So uh, the ascent I know reviews are out now. Um, I gave it a seven, uh, which is a good game. I will remind everyone, it means it's a good game, um, but it, it definitely you know it has some faults. And sadly, um, I think the faults are um, the larger things in the game, right? So the environments are stunning. Uh, combat's really fun. I mean, the lighting, the particle effects, you know, kind of everything to do with the environment and kind of, um, everything uh, in combat scenarios is really, really well done. Um, but for me, uh, why they advertised it as a, uh, a loot based ARPG, I don't know. It's just not, um, yes, you do get loot, but the, the, variety of kind of like builds min maxing none of that's there there's no you know there's no randomization to gun drops uh you get the gun one time you've seen it permanently you'll get it another 100 times but it's the same exact gun um and and things like that and then the story you know the story is kind of bland your your character has no dialogue no emotion just stands there in every cutscene um so it's (laughs) you know there's some those are kind of big faults right you're talking about a an ARPG that has a kind of mediocre loot and uh, not a great story. Um, You're left with pretty much an isometric shooter and it's a very good shooter. um, But I don't know why they advertise it the way they did. So, but regardless, uh, good game, just not uh, sadly, as Dan kind of said, not what I was really hoping for. I was very excited for that game and it just kind of fell flat in a few areas. And that's before getting to uh, a lot of the uh, bugs. So there's some, Mm -hmm. There's some very annoying things. I saw the day one patch, which came out the night before launch, of course, um, after I had finished the game. It um, <clears throat> it fixed a few things I noticed, but there's still like the map is horrendous. Uh, and there's just like little things that will just drive you crazy. Uh, one of them being there's no level scaling either in an ARPG. So you'll fight level two enemies, you'll turn a corner and there'll be 15. Um, 
or you know the final mission I had when I was a I level. I like that actually. I like <laughs> the not scaling. It reminds me of like uh, Fallout New Vegas, where you could go certain places, but you yeah. just get whooped if you weren't careful. So, so I agree with you because Borderlands can be like that too. However, there's no indication of what that is, and sometimes some of the missions take you on specific areas, right? So you have to go kind of you're in a locked area and you'll die and just between deaths in that area they'll rapidly change so it'll be like uh there was an end area where i was fighting where there were 24s uh and then they were 22s which i was picking apart then they were 30s then they were 28s you know what i mean it just it's all over the place it doesn't seem like it's implemented properly so it's not like it's not zoned out correctly no no so but again it's a 12 person team it's their first game uh first game is a studio they're obviously very talented developers um and i think there's a ton of potential there the core the foundation they have there is very very good so i hope they uh you know i hope this is successful for them i hope they uh, get more funding and um, i hope they're able to kind of staff up and just you know continue to to build upon it so it looks yeah like it's gorgeous it's it's such a good looking game you know and that's that's i think part of why i was so disappointed with it as well it was just i think my expectations were diablo in cyberpunk, you know, so I mean that's pretty high. <laughs> so it's a pretty high expectation. Yeah, so right for a twelve-person studio that you know this is their first game, you know. But I, I mean, I knew also that it wasn't going to be something, you know, that was going to shake the foundation of the of the industry. But at the same time, it's there was some problems for sure, and I was just like, man, this could have been really, really, really good, but still enjoyable for what I played with it, you know, but it's going to be another one of those games where I get, I'm halfway through and I'm just like, you know, well, the other problem you have, Dan is right. Like, um, the environments as beautiful as they are, um, they, they, it doesn't change a lot. Once you've, you've played a couple hours, right. Uh, yeah, there's a few other places you go briefly for some stories that look a little different, but for the most part, you've kind of seen the city at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and the story picks up very slightly. There's some cool side characters later in the game. But again, it doesn't really, it's not meaningful. It doesn't really, you're not invested in it. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I, yeah, I know I'm not. I, yeah. <laughs> so um, the other thing I wanted to quickly touch on was a game called Eldest Souls. A very small indie studio. Uh, as you can tell by the name, it is a, um, it's a play on Dark Souls and and Elden Ring probably it um <clears throat> it's a pixel art 2D kind of souls game and man i mean it's not just an homage to souls they pretty much take every aspect of it and put it in a pixel art 2D game you know um but it's actually surprisingly fun uh i've had a good time with it i'm only a little ways into it but i've beat a few bosses it's got a cool skill tree cool abilities the art style is really nice it's got some uh really nice kind of um um <clears throat> I'm trying to think of the best word here. Really nice kind of uh, not just homages, but kind of uh, music touches and writing touches and items are kind of written like they are in the Souls games, kind of be meaningful and and kind of deep, if you will. So it's pretty neat. It's pretty neat. So I think I may throw up a quick review of that here in the next week or two when I have time to finish it up. But is um, that already yeah. out or you have? Uh, it is out. It is. Uh, yeah. I get, so actually, I didn't even know about it until I got the kind of PR email that it was out. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this looks kind of cool. So I got a copy, um, but it had already released. So it did release this week. And I'm pretty sure it's on 
uh, Xbox, Switch, PS. I think it's on everything. Yeah, so. you know, now that you're mentioning it, I definitely saw it, and I think I may have even bought it, but I just haven't. <laughs> you know, yeah, like I own so many games I haven't even opened. So yeah, I think it's one of those. You know, I, I don't know the price off the top of my head. It can't be too much, right? Probably a fourteen or uh, a fifteen or twenty. I think, I think it was twenty bucks. Yeah, whatever. yeah, it makes yeah. sense. So, but it is neat. It is neat. So, all right. Um, want to touch a quick update here, guys, and I don't know if there's uh, anything further you kind of wanted to mention on this. Um, but we did see more things that continued with, uh, you know, the allegations against Activision and Ubisoft. They had Activision had the organized walkout this week, which it looked to be, you know, uh, a large number of people participated in, which is great. Um, and we saw, we heard the details of, I don't even really want to talk about it, but this whole Cosby Room thing, which is just atrocious. And some of the stuff that's come out about it is, is almost unfathomable. Like, I don't understand how this could ever go on anywhere. Um, we, of course, we know it does, right? Um, it's so public. It was on their Facebook posts and stuff. Which is it's, it's unbelievable. Part. It's unbelievable. Which just goes to show you that they felt, for lack of a better phrase, above the law. Right. Like it feels like they know they can just do this and it doesn't matter, um, which is scary. So I yeah, I don't know if you guys wanted to add anything here or if you've seen anything I may not have. But um, all I wanted to say is really we're going to keep kind of bringing this up. And I hope that um, any you know smaller developers or anyone listening just know you have our support um, in pushing this conversation forward. I did see people I know Phil Spencer made a comment this week about obviously you know, Xbox and his organization. I know other CEOs uh, have done the same. And I just hope that this brings enough attention to it to actually create some meaningful change and not just a conversation that dissipates over the next several weeks until, you know, nothing happens, which coincidentally uh, seems to be what has happened at Ubisoft. So they apparently did this kind of formal investigation, right, last year and, and made changes. And uh, just further confirmation this week that it doesn't seem to have done that. In fact, a report out of Game Informer from uh, Liana over there, who does really good work, um, you know, said that uh, they were reached out to and uh, many employees got together and basically said that Eves, the CEO uh, of Ubisoft, has basically sidelined any of this kind of formal request to make changes, uh, that nothing's really happened at Ubisoft. So just continues to be disappointing. And I think we just all as a community need to keep talking about it. Yeah, it's it's disgusting, man. I mean, that's really the bottom line. Is I didn't know much about this Cosby room. I just heard it mentioned. Saw the pictures, and I I don't understand. I still understand. It, it, that's just where they took women, like, and they advertised it. I mean, how is that even remotely something that even happens? I mean, I I don't understand. I, don't know. I mean, do women actually go up there? I mean, it's, it's my, my guess it, is it's more of that like frat boy culture they were talking about where it probably was like perceived as a joke, but it also uh, hints at kind of like the attitude of the company, right? Like it's, you know, it's one of those things where, yeah, I just, if you look at their Facebook posts where they're like openly uh, talking about it, like you can tell that they all think like, oh, this is a joke, but none of them are thinking like, how could this reflect on the company? And does this actually mean that maybe we do have a problem and that sort of thing? So I don't know that it was like, being used in the manner that they said it as, but the fact that that was even like a meme at the company uh, among employees kind That's of says all you need to know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I guess my takeaway from this since last week is um, whether it's this issue or 
the issue of crunch and gaming or, you know, all the, you know, the turnover once a game comes out and, and employees have to get cut because they're not working on a game anymore. All these issues, I think, show that, you know, we need unions in the games industry, like pretty bad. I think uh, the, these companies need the ability to bargain collectively and not just at the company level, but at the industry level. I think there's a lot of, a lot of um, issues that employees in the games industry share and and because of the unique landscape that is the games industry um and i i just think we need we need these people need to be able to advocate for themselves uh and 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 you know if there aren't any changes at ubisoft because the ceo is sidelining it there needs to be an organization that is designed to voice the 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 uh, common employee like you know those sorts of people so um yeah i just I really, I really think uh, that that is probably the solution here for a lot of the problems the games industry is facing, and, and it it makes me sad that uh, that that's that doesn't seem to be happening, or at least there we saw this week that Activision seems to be uh, uh, going out of their way to make sure that unions don't happen. They they hired a uh, a, a, a consultant yeah. group that's known for like busting unions this week. So yeah, it's it's a uh, scary stuff but um i i think you know we'll we'll get through it like this is this is part of the process right this is this is how progress happens is in times yeah. of uh need so yep yeah exactly and in fact uh you know there's there's so many little no well not little but there's so many different accounts here that we could cover um i know someone that worked at um activision had come out and uh written this very very long post naming specific executives who had just a history uh, and I was shocked, a history of um, very kind of uh, strong slash negative political beliefs uh, and support and, you know, all kinds of things going on like that. So it's just it's it's very crazy to see those type of people at the head of Activision. And it makes you, um, you know, it kind of I won't say it explains. It certainly doesn't excuse. But it's 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 weird to see those type of people heading up a video game company. And it's just a reminder that a company like Activision, right, is a multi-billion dollar company um, that has some very bad people, sadly, within it uh, and running aspects of it. So I, I the, the way she phrased it, I don't know if you saw this and I forget, I'm sorry who it was and what it was, but the way she phrased it is the only way you're going to see meaningful change here is literally a, a cleaning house. Uh, and just, you know, really kind of starting over um, from an organizational aspect, which sadly I can tell you is probably not going to happen. Not unless there's federal charges, you know, some type of actual legal charges. So there's going to at least be statewide charges. State. So, yeah, yeah exactly. at the state yeah. level. I, yeah, it's, I mean, this sort of thing, this was like bound to happen, whether it was the crunch issue or what's happening now. Like there's a lot of stuff especially in California, most of the games, uh, in, in America are made in California and, and the, you know, we got, we got problems. In this <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, so I just noticed while we were talking there that, uh, YouTube like crashed briefly. Um, no. so I don't know what happened to our live feed here. Hopefully it looks to be back now, but it crashed for about a couple minutes there, which is, you know, our, I, I don't know what happened. So yeah. Sundays. <laughs> so sorry about that. If you're if you're watching here with us live in the chat, I see the chat kind of died because of it. So um, we'll uh, we'll keep going, obviously. But hopefully it. Uh, okay, Jordan says we're back now. Yeah, I, sorry about that. We didn't do anything. Um, I will. Uh, 
let our we all made know. we all made incredibly poignant and industry changing comments yeah. um, <laughs> during that brief gap. That, that was probably was Activision just sabotaging us right yep. there. That's yep. what it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, so uh, yeah, we'll continue to touch on that, but I think um, you know it's it's an important topic, and like I said, we'll just keep talking about it. So um, let's let's get to the main topic today, which is and has to be the Halo Infinite tech preview um now i think for this you know travis cool. and i'll probably sit back and let dan give his probably 20 30 minute talk yeah. You think, dan? yeah yeah sure i can do that yeah <laughs> yeah this um, is where i go sleep on my couch what's wrong with you? it's halo yeah it's halo. it's halo dan and it's and halo Halo's back in a big, big way. Um, so I have been playing, Travis, I don't know about you. I know we're going to get some games in later today. Um, but I, I did start Thursday night. Thursday night, from a server-side perspective, was a little rough, right? That was the very mm-hmm. start of it, and they were working through some things. But I did get plenty of games in. I have done very little over the past two days, but uh, core responsibilities, eating, some sleep here and there, and playing Halo. Um, as I told you before we started, I easily, I, it doesn't keep track, but I promise you I have over a hundred matches in it already. Um, I've played a lot, a lot of hours already. Um, and I just, there's so much I can say. So why don't we start with our overall thoughts as a whole, and then we'll kind of go into some of the details that I think are important to call out for kind of, you know, core halo people. So overall, um, obviously server, you know, connection issues, anything you have with your parties expected, right? Tech preview, we're six months from launch. We'll leave that to the side. Core gameplay. Uh, I will tell you, Travis, I don't know about you, but as someone who has several hundred hours in Halo 5, not having thrust and being able to quickly dash any direction, I'm still hitting the button uh, after 100 plus matches here where... I'm not. (laughs) Um, every once in a while I'll hit it and I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. Um, but outside, once I got used to that, the, the fluidity of the movement, uh, the, the way it looks and feels is honestly almost feels like perfect halo perfected to me. It feels like a perfect blend of modern halo with old. And I think in a tweet I put out, it feels like it has the majority of the mechanics, the feel, the fluidity of halo five while having these kind of uh feeling uh from a balance perspective more like halo 2. um and to me that's like the perfect cocktail i mean that that's what i've always kind of envisioned halo to be over the past few years as we've talked about what infinite can be what do you think yeah um i mean it's hard to disagree with that uh (laughs) i i mean there's it's it's i guess it's i'll start here it says a lot about halo infinite so far that there's several things I did don't like philosophically that are in the multiplayer that, that don't bother me (laughs) that haven't bothered me. Okay. For one, the fact that we have unlimited sprint and that there's no penalty for sprinting. Yes. Your shield shield return while you sprint. Yes. That is something that I thought if they do that, it's over because I saw it happen in halo four. I thought Halo 5's solution of of like penalizing you for sprinting was the perfect middle ground. Yes, Um, and and I agreed with you. Yeah, and we I think we we talked about this last time we talked about Halo, and and we were like, yeah, they got to they got to have a solution there. Um, And I think they're they're like, nah, (laughs) 
they're just like, no, we're just going to put Sprint in there. And somehow it hasn't really bothered me. And I don't know why. I, I mean, Halo <laughs> 4, it was like the worst thing ever. And whenever I saw people sprinting in Halo 5, I'd roll my eyes and be like, you noob, I'm going to I'm gonna kill you. And um, in Halo Infinite so far, maybe it's because I'm just playing against bots and I've, I've had no measure of difficulty whatsoever. Maybe that's part of it. Um, I'm also not playing against people who are just abusing Sprint. That's another sure. thing, right? Like we're not seeing that. Um, the other thing yeah, is... I Sorry to interrupt you, but the other thing is the the gap between base movement speed and sprint is much smaller. That's true. Yeah, so, you, you cannot fly across the map, so that right. maybe they're just giving you a slight, uh, you know. It is faster, movement. but it's yeah, it's, it's not it's a, a lot. slight movement speed, but they're mostly just putting it there so that you feel like you're sprinting, <laughs> right? Because you want to feel like you're moving quicker. Um, that's sort of like a destiny trick too. Is like when you're running, you're kind of not that much faster, mm -hmm. but they're like, yeah, you're faster. Um, but yeah, I, that like stuff like that, that, that are in, that are in, uh, Halo Infinite that I thought I would just be like, nah, that, that can't be in a Halo game. Hasn't really bothered me. Right. Um, the item dropping of stuff has been, uh, like surprisingly well designed. Um, the grapple hook, my God, dude, Amazing. that thing, it just changes the whole game. I love that the needler is a power weapon again. Yeah, as, I love, uh, uh, as uh, yeah. Brett said in the chat, fear the pink mist. Oh, dude, it's so good. And <laughs> actually, pro tip, I'm pretty sure I've not I've not played as many hours as you, but I I was using the needler yesterday, and I yep. think when you get enough needles inside the opponent, it gives you a small indicator so that you know you don't have to shoot at that guy anymore. He's gonna pop. Ah, oh, okay. Like, and a then super you can just turn. So, like, because. Yeah, because I was the super combined, right? Yeah. I was I was shooting at one guy, and I I I haven't looked at the recording yet, but I had like a little. There was some sort of like spark on the reticle, and then I turned to somebody else and I did the same thing, and that guy blew up while I was shooting the second guy. Yes, and I was I've like, that's that really well. smart. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just it's like you said, it's like it does feel like Halo perfected so far. The big caveat here is that we haven't seen PvP. We've sure. only seen PVE, and I think that that might be slanting some of our perceptions of how things work because it's really fun to play against a bot and be like, I'm a badass. But if you're going up against a better team and they're using some of the weapons that maybe are a little more exploitive or they're abusing sprint or using gadgets on you and, and you know being really cheesy, it can feel very different on that in that world. So um, I'm interested to see how it works, but... Uh, so far, my impressions are just like, it's back. I mean, I don't think it ever left personally. No, it never Halo left. 5 Guardians was awesome and yeah. uh, from a multiplayer perspective. I do not have your problem of hitting the dash button. I, I I have played more Halo Master Chief Collection in the past year than I have Halo 5 Guardians. So it, it has not been a problem for me. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm I with you. I, it's It's been absolutely fantastic so far. And it's such a small bite of what we're getting in the game. Yes. Which that that's the part that blows me away. It's like yes. we basically have experienced nothing and we're all gushing. It's kind of crazy. Uh, but yeah, I'm loving it. Yeah, in fact, uh, funny enough, Dan uh, Beast Mode in the chat says, can't watch this cruelty discussing Halo with Dan just watching on. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. Well, let me ask you the question then. Uh, how, yeah. how, do, how much different are the just the mechanics in general as compared to like halo five, you know, are, are they very, very similar? Um, like, like what I want to know is like, how, how do you think this is going to translate into that single player experience, you know, just between the two of them? 
I, I don't really know how it'll translate into the single player experience, but what I can say, like my summary of how they've changed Halo from five to infinite is that they've pared down some of the fluff and the complexity in the Halo sandbox and really gone back to basics in terms of there aren't really a lot of rules or a lot of different weapon types or things you have to think about, but the stuff that's there is really well done and just so smooth, such a crispy game. It's the smoothest shooter I've ever played. Like it's just, everything feels smooth. And I do not know what that means even, but it just (laughs) feels so smooth in that game. And, like, you know, they took away the dash, they took away the ground pound, they took away some of the, you know, Spartan abilities that gave the game multiple layers of, of stuff on it. But somehow that's all to its benefit. There's not really a lot to think about. It's just shoot your shots, control the map, make sure you're grabbing the power weapons, do call outs, work as a team. Everything is just, it's pure. It feels very pure as a Halo game. And you can't really say that about Halo 5. You can say Halo 5 is awesome, but it, it's not pure Halo. Yeah. And this is. And that's, I think, the main difference is they just, they removed some of the stuff and what they kept is just magical. <laughs> it's, it's just, very, it's it's very well said. Yeah, Dan. I think um, exactly what Travis said there. It's, it's almost indescribable. Um, I think Travis described it the best way I could. I don't really have anything to add there. It's very, very fluid. Once you get a feel, first couple matches, I was like, okay, this feels this feels fluid, but it feels different. You know what I mean? Like it took a little acclimation. Um, but now jumping in, I mean, one, it's gorgeous. Uh, and it's not even fully optimized yet, but it is gorgeous. The lighting, the details, the shadow, the 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 effects on the weapons. Um, I mean, it's it's stunning, Dan. It's already in HDR, already super smooth. It's gorgeous. Um, but just everything just feels tight, if that makes us makes sense. Sure. You know, you play a lot of shooters where it's like this feels a little clunky. Uh, this isn't as responsive as I would like. What I'm trying to do on the screen isn't matching what I'm trying to do with my hands, right? Um, no, all of that's not there. It just feels like you feel connected to the game in a way that other shooters just don't do. Um, and it's something that Halo at its prime has always done. Um, and debate all you want about modern Halos, and we're not going to get into that. Uh, and I agree with Travis. I love Halo 5. I thought Halo 5 was fantastic. I'll stand on the hill all day that Halo 5 is the best Halo MP there's been. Uh, overall, when you look at it um, from a mechanic standpoint, um, I think Infinite, I'm 99% confident now that Infinite's going to be the best Halo's ever been. So so is there anything there, aside from Thrust, obviously, that you would uh, like to see from any of the old games, I guess? You know, like, like, is there something missing, you know, even if it's, you know, that intangible thing that maybe you can't put your finger on, you know, that, that, you know, and and does that thing or you know whatever it is that you maybe that you you don't have overshadowed by what they've added? You, you mm. know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah, yeah. It, I I don't think so. Not that I've seen so far. Now, again, to to Travis's point, there, this is an incredibly small slice. Right. Um, and in fact, I think one of the design directors, uh, I forget his first, is it Dan or Cook? Um, posted yesterday. He says, you know, it's great to see all this feedback, and we we love the reception. But he said this is an incredibly small piece of the experience that's coming this fall, which is, as Travis said, it's just crazy to think about because I literally, Dan, it was one map up until Saturday or mm-hmm. Friday afternoon, excuse me. 
Then it was two maps. And then yesterday they added a third map against bots only, right? I can't stop playing it. Um, so it just goes to show you when the full experience is out, you've got an open world campaign. You've got however many maps for the arena mode. You've got big team 12 on 12 with the vehicle suite we haven't seen yet. I'm honestly scared for my other responsibilities in life <laughs> when this game releases because it is, there's just, there's, you play those games where it's an indefinable quality of it's just there's something there you can't really completely touch on, but you can't stop playing it. It's mm -hmm. just addicting. And Halo has always been that for me um, in a lesser way, you know, as I've gotten older, but this is back full force for me. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I really can't describe it. It's like they, they captured nostalgia perfectly and modernized it without breaking it or making it feel like it's lesser and like it, it just, it just like inexplicably captures the way I felt when I first played Halo multiplayer. Yeah. It, like it has captured yes. that, and like it feels that, like I'm a kid again playing. Yeah, it it makes me feel like yeah. that first time I crash landed on the first Halo ring, and I cr crept out of that you know, skate yeah. pod, and I looked around, and you know, or I did a, a split screen match with my brother when I was a kid and, and playing Halo. Like it just captures that moment and and makes it feel like it has a place in 2021 and yeah. I, I just i don't know what wizardry was involved in making that happen <laughs> but it just they nailed it so far um so yeah i, I mean that's the highest compliment i could pay it play it if yeah this they 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 did it they the the, the mad lads actually did it so uh, <laughs> i'm just very excited to see uh, like what else is in this game because uh we like like uh we've been saying we haven't really seen anything yet yeah so, uh, chat. Sorry, I'm I'm so focused on the conversation with, uh, with with Travis and Dan on on Halo specifically. I know there's a lot of people stopped in. So, good morning. Thank you for coming out, everyone. Uh, a couple comments I'll I'll touch on here. I see Pat's in the chat. So, Pat, one of my good buddies, Halo content creator, uh, incredible Halo player. Um, I was trying my best to keep up with him last night. I was close. I was close, Pat. But you know. Um, <clears throat> So as he said here, game, Halo's gunplay focus instead of movement, uh, advanced movement tactics, not as much as five, which is kind of what we said. Dano says pure Halo game. Uh, yes, as we said. Uh, sadly, a few people in the chat saying they didn't get in. I know our buddy Jordan's in the chat, who uh, a fantastic Halo player as well. Very, We were all frustrated he didn't get in, so we'll make sure he does next time somehow. Um, Beast Mode says, what are the odds on the next flighting having BTB more weapons and some select vehicles. I think they have to. Um, I don't know if it'll be the next flight because they said there's going to be multiple, right? Um, yeah. But I, they have to because you 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 have to uh, play out the twelve on twelve mechanics, match make twenty four people, server structure, vehicle play. All that has to be tested ahead of time. So one hundred percent that um, that'll happen. I think it'll happen. I think the next one's probably just PvP yes. at a smaller scale. I think so too. Arena, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think so too. Um, so let's talk weaponry real quick. Um, mm -hmm. one of the big things for me with Halo has always been the sound. Uh, you know, they have unique weaponry and unique weapon sounds. Whereas you play a lot of games, um, I, I always hate to just point at Call of Duty because, you know, I don't mean to. It's just the, it's the top of mind. It's the top of the, you know, mountain. It just comes to mind. But they always feel like, okay, you've got a, You've got an SMG, you've got an assault rifle, you've got uh, an LMG, whatever. Okay, it's bang, 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 bang. You know what I mean? Like, and they're mm -hmm. sure there's different sounds and stuff, but Halo is very distinctive. Mm -hmm. And 
the sound in this game uh, from the battle rifle to the sniper to the skewer, the new weapon, uh, everything feels distinct and impactful. And the, the, the chunkiness of the three round burst with the battle rifle is I, I just I, I swear I could just listen to it all day. And that's that's the weaponry without even going into the soundtrack, which literally there's people putting infinite on the main menu, you know, of the flight and just letting it play because the music is so good. Just letting it play in the background. Um, so, again, I think those aspects of it which people expect from a halo and i think this is one of the core themes i want to touch on with both chat and you guys is halo if you think about think about the biggest ips in gaming whether it be zelda mario uh halo whatever else you want to call out right god of war um there's certain expectations that the fan base has for each of those games um and it's like it, it needs to hit these notes for this to be a successful or a very good version of that game. When you think about Halo, I'm not saying this just because I'm a Halo fan, but truly think about it, right? The weight of expectations on this game that it has to deliver in so many different facets is incredible. It has to deliver an incredible Master Chief story. Uh, it now has to deliver a, a meaningful open world. It has to deliver the best multiplayer Halo's ever been, which for God's sakes, Halo multiplayer is like, you know, it's one of the kings all time, but it's got to top that. Uh, the soundtrack has to be incredible. The mechanics have to be perfect. Uh, it has to have theater. It has to have forge. You know what I mean? There, think of the, the big IPs in gaming. What other game has so many facets that has to be nailed for the fan base to be happy? Um, and I think even in this small slice, when you look at graphics, movement, gunplay, music, sound effects, everything that they've introduced to us so far, it's hitting them. And I, I you never see the Halo community 100% together. There's always I debate. Know. There's always debate about something, right? There's um, that old joke of what's the worst Halo game? The most recent one. The most recent one, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> um, Everybody thinks that. But I, I, I don't know about you guys, and it's anecdotal, I know. Um, but even 343 people are commenting like the, the support and the feedback and the positivity around this technical preview has been just, you know, monumental, right? I mean, it just feels like the Halo community has come together to say, this this is what we wanted. You've done it, just continue down this path. This is amazing. And yeah, there's a lot of pressure on, you know, 343 for, you know, to release this game in a state that, you know, is gonna be, you know, that's gonna blow everybody away. I, everything I've seen, on social media and I don't I I have so much stuff muted that it doesn't even matter. everything I've seen has been positive. I mean <laughs> everything. I haven't seen anybody say anything negative. I haven't even seen anybody complain about servers. So I mean as much as I give you guys some crap about Halo, mm -hmm. it's it, it's it's one of those games where I've played every single player experience. I played a little bit of multiplayer. I'm just not good. So it's 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 nice to see, you know, and, and this is this is a humongous game. When I think of these big multiplayer games that have these just that are just really robust and Halo's probably on the top only because that there's so much that goes into it and you see people like you know you guys that you know it's not just you know bang bang you're dead there's so much that goes into it 
Um, and, and just from a tactical standpoint, you know, from and, and everything else. And I, you know, it's, it's cool to see that they're hitting all those notes. Like you said, um, I'm excited for that fan base. I'm, I'm very excited to, you know, play the campaign. You know, I mean, it, this is, this is one of those games. Halo three was that, um, you know, I got into gaming with my, my kids. I got, you know, the kids in the game, we, we played forge for hours. You know, I let the kids do whatever they want. And then, you know, and it was always fun. I mean, it was never really good, but it was always fun, you know, and, and it, it's just, it's just one of those games and one of those franchises that's, you know, it, it's, it's got a different meaning to me than maybe you guys, you know, but at the same time, it's just, it's just nice to see, you don't see technical alphas tech, you know, go off like without a hitch like this very often anymore. Usually it's, one thing or another it's either servers are not even working sometimes it's unreleased these you know things don't work and so it's it's great it's great to see some finished sure. games are like that too yeah yeah exactly that's what he means yeah like like yeah. this is literally running it's not even worth a comparison but this is you know you look at outriders release literal production release and this blows it away. I mean, it's so not bad. a good comparison. It's crazy. So yeah. I'll, I'll say, uh, Ains, to what you were saying about the expectations that yes. Halo Infinite has thrust on it, I would actually go even farther and say Halo is actually the last first-person shooter that is expected to have both a good campaign and good multiplayer and is liked by the fans for both of those things pretty much equally. There's, yeah, there's none left. Fair. Yeah, Call of Duty is now all online. I mean, people people they have a campaign to their credit, but that's not why people buy that game. Warzone's the biggest thing in Call of Duty right now. Yeah, yeah, and 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 there's it's it's sort of like there's been sides have been picked now in the FPS world. You're either fully uh, story based like Wolfenstein, or you're fully multiplayer. And the games that do have yeah, the, yeah, exactly. Battlefield's a great example of that. And the 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 games that have both their fans gravitate toward one or the other. And it's sort of seen as acceptable if the, if one of the one that people don't care about, isn't that good. Right. Halo is really the last one where there's an expectation. The campaign has to be God tier 10 out of 10 last of us masterpiece. And uh, the multiplayer has to be the, like absolutely flawless. Or right. Isn't Halo. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that like that, I would say like that is a, very unique prerequisite for Halo. Like it's just that's not something that is is true of any other uh, shooter. And, and imagine um, if you're leading that studio, right? Like Bonnie Ross and all the other leaders over there, like the weight of expectations. And I mean, people forget or people may not know that 343 Industries has over 500 employees and they work on, I mean, prime, obviously Halo is their IP, right? But but I mean, a, a good majority of that works on the game. Some work on books yeah. and you know other things but uh, toys and stuff but good percentage of this game that's a it's a huge effort and that's before you talk about support studios that do all kinds of other work you know on the game itself too so it is a massive massive investment and undertaking um mm -hmm. you know the the funny thing is and i'll get to you uh, super chats in one second guys um so we we've heard uh you know, there's a couple of things I just want to quickly joke about that the, the conversations have dissipated. So there's been rumblings for a couple of years now of one, uh, it's going to be on Xbox One, the core console. So that's going to hold it back. Uh, we've also heard of it's on a new engine, right? Which it is, Slip Space Engine. Um, that part, I even I was worried about. But yeah, yeah. That's, that's another thing. Um, they've apparently spent $500 million 
developing this. Now that includes the engine, right? Supposedly the engine was like a $200 million investment, but still you're at hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. However, I can promise you this game is going to make it back tenfold. Um, when you look at the free to play multiplayer, the campaign, what it's going to do for game pass, the seasons, uh, you know, the, the, the battle passes, et cetera. Yeah. This game is going to be something. another thing. People are already saying that they're going to be wrong about, which is that it's not going to make any money because it's on game pass. Right. Or that the quality doesn't have to be there because it's on game pass and game war, war zone is free and it's, it's upwards of 2 billion yeah. billion that it's made in a year and a half. So yeah, I, yeah. I, Halo is going to, be I, I think it'll it'll be the most popular game this year i would i i think it could it has a shot at game of the year just based on what we've played uh, of the sandbox so far and how ambitious it is but obviously that's way too early to stay say just by how much we've played but yeah um to your point i think that this we were supposed to be talking about the weapons right now uh it was that like if you ever had any questions of like is 343 the successor to Bungie when it comes to Halo? Or like, do they have any place making Halo games? Like, you can really see it in the DNA with the weapons because that's something that Destiny has in common with Halo is that the the sound and the weapon design is just like so spot on and incredible and it makes every weapon feel unique and it has personality to it. Yes. Um, that's something that's true between Halo and uh, Destiny. Also, sitting on the menu and listening to music, that's like <laughs> something Destiny fans are known to do and Halo fans do it too. So yeah. I, I think that like, if there was any doubt of like, is 343 up to the task of like carrying on the legacy of Bungie, like that's that's been put to bed. Like this game is, it feels so much like a Bungie game in the best possible way. So, yeah, and you mean that fully as a compliment, one hundred percent. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Even even though I play Destiny, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, let me get these chats uh, real quick. So Pompa, I, to be clear, <laughs> Pompa in the house is always supporting. Thank you, brother. And I've been playing a lot of I've been playing a lot of the the tech preview with Pompa uh, Halo. The gun sounds are just chef's kiss. Can't get enough. Hope you guys talk about your experiences with your AI. We're getting there. We we still have more to say. Have a great Sunday, everyone. Hit the like button. And hashtag that's a, an inside joke but thank you Pompa. appreciate that man uh fat boy horror in the house always a big supporter thank you very much man that battle rifle sounds godlike on the dolby atmos soundbar i'm sure uh it's 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 great it, it has that perfect kind of chunkiness like i said to the three round burst it's it's awesome um it's awesome so um yeah, so a couple other nuances to the game that are new or want to touch on too, and, and Pompa just brought up one of them, is the AI, which I didn't know what to think about that. At first I thought, why would you add AI to your individual player? You know, it, it's 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 cool, but no, that's not going to make a big difference. They are awesome. They are. So, Dan, what this is, is there's, there's we don't know how many of them there are right now uh, because you don't get to pick. It's randomized in this preview. But when you start you have your own personal AI that speaks to you like it's in your helmet, right? Like Cortana in the campaign um, mm -hmm. that says stuff as the match is going on. So it'll That's announce cool. like uh, power weapons are getting ready to respawn, right? When they get to like a 30 second timer. Uh, if you make like a great play, they'll comment on it. Um, you know, other things that may be and, going and on. And you're the only person that hears it? Yes, it's individual for every player. I, I, I'm just going to, you know, that's badass. That, it's that's awesome. really cool. And the best part is they, they haven't taken it too seriously. So they there's a sense of Even humor better. there. Like one of the women, I don't know if you saw any of the clips Pompa posted, um, 
but she said he killed someone with the skewer and she's she said something like let's all laugh together ha 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 <laughs> you know and it's just it's there's this sense of just uh it feels like you kind of have a a partner in your head as you're playing um that's both meaningful because it does call out meaningful things that are going on in the match uh it'll say when you're halfway to winning when you're close to winning um, like I said, power weapons, things like that. But it'll, it'll also say other things. Like uh, I know Brett, who was in the chat earlier, I don't know if he still is, but he posted a clip uh, with one of the male voices and uh, he got a needler kill. And one of the classic phrases for the needler is fear the pink mist. And the announcer, you know, he goes fear the pink mist right after he killed someone with the needler. Um, and it's just a lot of touches like that, that it's just, again, emphasizing the both the experience, but also it's the cherry on top for core Halo fans that know the nuances to this and why it's why it's so kind of cool. The the AI is, I think, the thing they're probably going to make the most money off of because who's not going to want every AI? I'm going to want everyone. Out? Yeah, I'm going to want everyone, dude. And they're probably going to have celebrity ones. I'm going to have like a Snoop Dogg AI, you know, <laughs> going to be in my ear telling me that I'm I'm dank or whatever when I kill people. Um, I'm I I you know that's 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 a, a foregone conclusion, I'm sure. So. Um, yeah, I, I, I was really impressed by the AI so far and I haven't even really tried out that many, but it really, it gives you like a motivation to try new things and to hit certain milestones with that AI. Cause you want to hear how they're going to react. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been absolutely fantastic. That's definitely by far my favorite new addition that we've seen so far in the game is just the AI and it, it just refreshes so much about, uh, what we already love about Halo. So, yeah. Yeah, and there's a ping system like Apex. Um, you know, so you can ping weapons, you can ping enemies. There's new medals. Um, I also one of the tiny little touches, again, just touching on touches, uh, is when you get to 40 kills and you get 10 away from winning, is that just very slight music that comes in, um, and, and it's just it's it's perfect. Again, it's like this. Uh, you know, you're coming up to the end of the match, or you're about to win it or lose it for that matter. We don't know. Well, actually, we don't know and losing it because the bots. We've kind of won every match, but um, it, it's like, you know, it's this kind of hum and it, it feels like, uh, you know, classic Halo music that's just slightly in the background, letting you know that the match is nearing completion. And it's just touches like that are just amazing. Just amazing. So I I could go on. We could do an entire Halo roundtable, continue going. But, um, you know, we've got other we, stuff to talk about. We should about, probably but... talk about the maps because that's, oh, sorry. The, one, that's sorry. the one area that I think... Um, there there's room for improvement so like the bizarre level i really like but that first map that they came out with um i can't remember the name life of it fire. but my fire that one i feel like was a, a weak start to the, really? to the technical preview um that it so let's, feels let's a talk little about it because i like live fire but i think bizarre needs improvement really yeah so yeah to me to me the reason i like bizarre is it has like a level of verticality that's really yes. interesting for halo games it has that middle middle area that's sort of just like uh a kill zone you know it's like the hot center and then there's lots of paths around it and it just seems a little bit more intricate and and strategic whereas yeah. live fire is very open like every area is just sort of like out there and uh the lanes and kind of the way that you move around the map feels maybe i just haven't figured it out i certainly haven't played as much as you uh but but my my feeling on it at least in that first day was that this is a little forgettable as halo maps go okay. i mean that's a pretty high bar halo maps multiplayer maps are usually very good but yeah. the reason i like bizarre is it made me feel more like 
you know, Ascension, right? Like it, it reminded me of uh, what's that map? I'm so bad at remembering uh, Halo, Halo map names. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Lockout, right? Okay. Um, and Live Fire reminds me of like an area in the campaign, <laughs> like a, one yeah. of the areas that I was fighting minions in the campaign that they just like put and made a multiplayer map. So okay. um, that's that's that was just my thoughts on it. But I don't remember the second map, the one where Recharge. you're indoors recharge that's actually that my one, favorite of the three that one i really like because yeah. that has both it has sort of open areas like uh live fire but it also yeah. has the verticality and kind of some of the interesting paths like uh bizarre so i, I right. agree that one's really good i haven't played that map enough but i really like I, like small details like where they show the uh the energy sword uh in the trailer where the guy threw the grenade and it yes. jumped out yeah, of yeah, him yeah. that little platform where they keep the gravity hammer or the energy sword is so risky to like actually go to you I kind of it's have to use your grenade like that's that's like what it's designed for because if you run out there and anybody comes around the corner you're done you have no yeah. cover you have nothing so well it made me i i said it almost felt like a throwback to ascension where you had to jump down to get rockets except for not as protected right when you used to jump down to get rockets it, it's kind of its own area but it, it felt like an homage to that but um, yeah, and you can grapple. I've grappled the hammer to me. So you run by, you go whoosh, grab it and keep running. Um, it's nuts. Uh, but I think, uh, so I, I, it sounds like we're far apart, but I don't think so. So I, I think recharge is the best of the three because of exactly what you said. It's, there's no hot spot necessarily. I mean, the middle, of course, you know, there's some things that go on, but the verticality is amazing. And just in general, the verticality of two of the three maps are kind of almost beyond what we normally see in a Halo game. But I like it because the movement, the way they create leveled movement through the maps, the ability to quickly clamber and kind of the avenues to get through them, really well designed. And it I reminds think me of older Halo maps, the verticality, because you used to see it a lot in Combat Evolved in Halo 2 on their maps where they had like the multi multi floors or the elevators in Halo that's 2. That's true. You had Ivory up. Tower, things like yeah, that. Yeah, so it, it reminds me of old Halo maps, but you didn't really see it in Halo 4 or 5 in their maps. There wasn't a lot of verticality. so Not as much. And the nice thing, right, is compared to Halo 2 and well, well, classic Halo maps, we'll say, right, where you had to take an elevator or you had to run up ramps. <laughs> You know, now you have the capability for much more seamless movement. Thank God for clamoring. That's yes, I'm so yeah, glad it's the they best. kept that. Yeah. yeah, it's the best. So, uh, Live Fire, I I agree with you. It's definitely a more simple map. There's a lot less to it. Um, I think what it's there for is uh, it has broader sight lines. Um, so you have the skewer on the map. You have the battle rifle. You have the sniper on that map, and you've got that little tower on the side where you can see left lane, center lane. Um, you have an under, you know, kind of cavern where you can cut across if you need to. And I think it just gives you those broader sight lines. Uh, not as intricate, of course, as the other two. But um, I, I kind of like Live Fire. I really love Recharge. Bizarre, I, I really like. My only issue is uh, it's beautiful. It has all these, again, kind of different levels, ways you can approach the map, just like you said. Love all that. I just think that because everything, all those things we're talking about are on the outer edge, the mm -hmm. center is kind of the kill zone, right? It feels like if you look at the heat map of that map, 95% of the deaths are going to be in the center. And oh, so it, sure. it, whenever a map does that, it just feels like uh, a lot of those cool designs on the outer space are wasted because the only time you're ever using them is to either escape or run somewhere. Uh, you're not actually experiencing combat in those areas. So I'll be interested to see 
if they keep it that way or not. I know they do a lot of heat map studies and everything else with these maps. So we'll see what happens. But um, yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. And <laughs> Joe's caps in the chat talk about the colors. Yeah, I mean, we kind of mentioned, I think, before you came in, Joe, but it's it's gorgeous, right? I mean, the the lighting, the shadows, the the reload animations. Uh, the Easter you know, eggs. So there's lots Easter of Easter eggs. eggs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I took a picture of the uh, Master Chief uh, poster, the uh, recruitment poster on Bazaar. There's, a, there's a, the cheat code for Doom is on the, the, is the wall on one of the maps. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Um, so, yeah, I just uh, I, I do like that the maps have more verticality and more kind of avenues. It feels like a nice mix of uh, arena shooting with some of the more classic stuff as well. So really like it. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to add before we before we move on? Dan's chomping at the bit here. Oh no, I'm camping. Not. Absolutely. Yeah. Not. Uh, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I I could talk about Halo all day, and in fact, I would like to, but I, <laughs> I feel bad sitting here with Dan. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Listen, all I, I hear when you guys talk about it is rum, 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 rum. <laughs> like, especially to the level design. Like I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't play multiplayer games, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, Dana, especially if your sons get into it, um, the fact that you can, it's going to have full forge, right? And the fact that you can run custom games yourself against bots mm -hmm. can make for a lot of fun instances, even if you just want to goof off, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because they're up to the third level of bots now of four. They're more intelligent than I thought, than I've seen bots in a game. They make a lot of interesting plays that you wouldn't expect. But if you put it on the lowest level of bots, right, they're they're easy, very easy. Um, so, you know, anyone who's kind of learning Halo, I think it's going to be a very good tool. Uh, or if you just want to goof off, you know, and just blow bots up with power weapons. Just play against bots, and then as you're killing them, kind of, like, do your own VO to make your own story, and you've got yourself a single-player game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. So. I'm, not, I'm not even, you know, the easiest level of bots is probably too much for me. It's probably no, it really isn't. No, like, trust me, Dan. You, you, you would have to be completely brain dead to lose to the bots on the easiest I mean, difficulty. Like, it's, it's actually, yeah. it's, you would have to be actively trying. <laughs> now, I'm yeah. sure my kids will get into it for sure. I mean, that there's no doubt. I mean, my one, my oldest son uh, just told me that he, he re downloaded uh, Master Chief Collection in preparation for mm. Infinite coming. So, yeah. Yeah. So, just get good, Dan. No, <laughs> I don't have time. I've been telling good. them that for years. I know you're not good. Don't work. Nope. Get good. I, I was I was good 20 years ago. <laughs> I, I've left that life behind, and now I just sit on a recliner and play Hitman <laughs> over and over. <laughs> um, so I think uh, you know. Good to see everyone in the chat. What's going on? We got Stubbs. We got our NLG crew. We got Cybernox. What's going on, guys? Um, what I was going to say to your point, Dan, you said they downloaded Master Chief Collection in anticipation. And I think I think it was a very smart move by 343 to say uh, stream this, share clips, pictures. There's no restrictions uh, on this because, one, they knew the game was ready to show to at least that level mm -hmm. uh, what was going to be there. And I think I can confidently say that even I think you're still going to have the people who try Halo for the first time, go into PvP, get killed, slaughtered and back away from it because it's still not it's not call of duty it's not point and shoot you know there's still a lot of mechanics there um it's deeper in that regard but i think that between launching on pc and xbox simultaneously all xboxes game pass how good the game is 
and the hype around it. I think this is going to be a, a, a monstrous, monstrous launch yeah. for for this game. And I would not would not surprise me. I've said this previously, and now I'm more confident in it that we see 10 million players before the end of the year. I mean, it's free to play, man. Yeah, There's I know. Little doubt. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, but I mean, it's still you know like you look at something like uh, Splitgate. Far, far smaller game doesn't have the mm-hmm. Halo reputation. I'm not comparing the two, but I'm just saying that you know, it, you know, some games like this, it takes people time to get in, and the core Halo community is going to be there day one, of course, and that's millions of people by itself. But I think this is going to expand the player base in a way that Halo Four and Halo Five didn't. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. simple enough to like attach to it. That's the other reason I think that it's going to be successful is just because it's pared down to just it's bare it's like basest form it's it's going to be kind of inviting to a whole different audience uh and you know i I think like the younger generation they actually like more complex shooters but there's something about this game (laughs) i think i really think it's going to connect to them because it 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 works when you get started early and this yeah i I just feels like a chess thing it's it's more simple to pick up but the complexity at at the skill gap for the higher level still there um yeah uh, it's it's interesting i just have a good feeling about it man yeah it's gonna come together it's good chats here um uh, stub says uh you know i'm more of a gears guy but i love this halo infinite beta um yeah and I've, i've heard that from many people again matt says we have to get dan into multiplayer i'm hopeful battlefield or halo can do it so he can be one of us yeah, but that it'll be Battlefield before it's Halo for sure. Yeah, only only because I I'm, I played Battlefield. He just plays a medic and just runs around. And yeah, that's all I do. He doesn't have to shoot I don't, people. I don't have to shoot anybody. You know, <laughs> not that I'm against. Are it. you a pacifist gamer? No, you don't no. kill any. No, you can't yeah, call Nurse Calling Nurse Rodriguez. My, yeah, my my hitman playthroughs are the most boring playthroughs. Yeah, you'll ever see. it's just me just running around and throwing work, apples work at people's out. heads, and that's yeah. it. I just knock everybody just, out. You figure out a way to just work things out. You just use your words, you know. Yeah, it's not yeah, world of assassination. It's like world of you know, you know, slight head injury or something. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not as exciting. So one of these days, one of these days, I'll jump in with something. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll get you in for sure. If, if yeah. nothing else, you can jump in the backpack and we'll carry you through. Yeah, I'll just run in front of everybody. <laughs> I'm an excellent meat shield. Um, my brother Mo, uh, 999 Super Chat. Thank you as always, brother. Good morning, brethren. Cheers to the panel and everyone watching. Appreciate it. Always love you. Guys, uh, over at Backlog Chronicles, thank you very much. And uh, where was the one I missed? Uh, Cyberdox in the house says, uh, this is a good question for the community. And, and chat, feel free to answer this as well. What does everyone usually do first, campaign or multiplayer? Which uh, in, in Halo is an interesting question. Um, I have a routine I do here, but I'll wait mm-hmm. to share. I, I think it's probably safe, Dan, to say you're going to do campaign first. 100% and last, <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Travis, what do you what do you usually do here, man, with the big Halo release? Campaign. Okay. I have, now, I have do, you, to get through the, do you finish the whole campaign? I finish before it. I have, to, I have to get through the full wow. campaign before I touch multiplayer. I have you to. think you're going to do that even in this one if it's kind yeah. of a 20-plus hour open world thing? The, here's the thing, though. I Every other Halo game I've gotten through the same day that it came out. I, nice. I play it wow. as soon as it comes out. I sit there. I go on legendary difficulty by myself, and I don't stop until it's until it's done. Right, And that I, I, I think it might take longer, but my stamina has been built up over years of playing destiny. I'm used to this now where like the campaign is like, 
you know, like you, when they have a major yearly expansion, those games, it takes you like a full weekend to get through that first campaign. And then I step into multiplayer. So for a few reasons, one, I feel like it's a really good place to learn and get out all your Fair. wonkiness, right? Yep. Like that's, Fair. that, that to me is pretty important Two, I hate getting spoiled and there's already an Fair. entire, the entire story has been spoiled this weekend. So uh, frustrating. Few, yeah. Which, which is unfortunate. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, uh, you didn't like, hear about I, that, Dan. No, he got leaked. Yeah. The entire the, whole uh, thing. They accidentally left in a few like files in the build, which of course PC Oops. data miners got into, and and now there's there's spoilers yeah. out there already. Yeah, for the entire campaign. For the entire campaign, including yeah. the ending. So yeah. I I have not looked it up. Um, no. I don't okay, think right. I have to yet as part of my professional life, but if I do, I'll be sad. Um, but yeah, it, it's, uh, it, it, I, I don't, I don't like getting spoiled, so I have to get through it. I can't hop on multiplayer and have people speaking in my ear about something I haven't experienced yet in the story. Um, and also I just feel like it helps me get in the spirit of Halo. Like it, like yeah. playing multiplayer or playing this, the campaign is like a meditative experience for me. It like helps me learn and also just gets me in that like place again. <laughs> it's, and then, it's a, it's a solitary thing, right? Like yeah, it's me and it Halo. Is. And then as soon as I'm done with it, the first thing I do is I log on to the multiplayer and I just go bananas for as long as I can, you know, fair enough. Uh, fair so enough. That, that's my plan. I have to do it that way. I don't think we are uh, alone here and I haven't said mine yet, but uh, everyone in the chat. So cyber says campaign fastback, Dano, Mo, everyone's saying campaign first. Um, Chris over uh, fastback says he prefers co-op campaign, which is cool. So my, my, my method is a little bit different. Um, I actually, uh, I will do campaign first, but I don't finish it. I usually take it in chunks. So I'll do campaign. Uh, I don't play legendary at the start either. I play campaign usually on heroic and I'll play, you know, two, three hours, maybe four hours, depending how addicted I am to it right out of the gate. And then I go to multiplayer and then I'll, you know, get my fix for a little bit. Then I'll go back and I kind of mix and match for a little bit until I finish campaign. And then I'll go back and do legendary uh, the second time around because I play, you know, I play these multiple times through. So, and of course uh, some co-op as well. So uh yago good to see you brother uh i see some people said they're working and listening in so thanks as always hope we're keeping your sunday morning going um i i the last thing i'll say here uh is uh, i promise i think i think i promise this is the last thing i'll say on halo for now is that uh it's just exciting to feel halo being back in the limelight it's been six years since halo 5 released uh, at the time Halo 5 released, I hadn't even started, hadn't even founded Season Gaming yet. Um, the conversation on social media was very different. Things have changed a lot in six years. The way information travels, the gaming community, how active it is all on you know, places like Twitter and other areas, right? It, it's changed a lot since the last Halo core game released. Um, and it just feels good to be in this same community with these all these people talking and Halo just filling my timeline of comments and positivity and amazing clips uh and everything else i just it's a great time to be a fan yeah man well put. It's, it's cool to watch for sure yeah so and it's only going to get better so can't wait can't wait so all right we will move on from halo that was <laughs> that was quite a bit of time there uh i don't want to but i think what we'll do travis maybe uh you know we have a couple more flights and then we bring the halo roundtable back together do a, oh, a follow-up yeah. episode? Yes. Yeah, we'll Let's do that. Let's do it. 
get the yeah. whole team there this time too. Yeah, yeah, we'll get make sure Jordan's on. Uh, assuming we can get Jordan a freaking invite to the uh, <laughs> to the uh, flight and uh, get Pat back and Mo and everyone else. Yes, yeah, so you know you we'll, should have hit me up. I I I I didn't even get invited to this technical pre. I broke into it and I I helped other people do it too. They fixed it yesterday, but I I could have um, got your buddy in. I could have got okay. him in. You should have told me. You don't say that on on live air, man. You don't say that on live air. We'll uh. Uh, we'll we'll talk. I, mean, it, after I didn't this. do. I didn't do anything shady. I just they they three four three did something that made it really easy for people who wanted to get in to get a code. That's all I'll say. But okay. Yeah, all right. Well, well, I will. Um, we'll we'll see when the next flight is. Uh, and you know, should uh should uh Jordan or or some people we know not get in, we'll 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 talk about that. We'll make it happen. Um, make it happen. All right. So let's move on to a couple other things. We've got um. We'll jump over to kind of more positivity, really, for both Xbox and PlayStation. So we'll start with uh, we'll start with PlayStation, um, which is uh, actually no, I'm sorry, sorry. We'll we'll just continue on Xbox because we're on Halo, so we might as well continue there. So uh, Xbox fiscal results came out this. Uh, God, I've got this little fly flying around. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> a Microsoft earnings report came out this week, which of course includes uh, Xbox results, and this is the fourth quarter of fiscal 2021. So what that does, of course, is gives you the full fiscal year look for Xbox as a brand. Um, we've talked plenty of times about how successful Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo have been, and they continue to be. And uh, so there's really no surprises here. But the core things to be aware of are uh, that this, the Xbox Series X and S as a console platform is now the fastest selling Xbox consoles uh, of the four, right, of the four generations, launch aligned, of course. Um, they're doing extremely well, and that's even, of course, with the restraints on manufacturing we're all very well aware of. Uh, 15, and I've got the chart here, which I'll throw up on the screen if you're watching with us because it's quite impressive, is uh, we talked previously uh, a couple years ago about Xbox finally breaking the $10 billion revenue mark for a fiscal year, which was, for them, a first uh, and also very impressive at the time. So to show you how successful Xbox is, is getting, um, Here's their fiscal 2021 compared to historic uh, for their fiscal revenue. So as you can see, they broke 10 billion for the first time in fiscal year 2018. They were slightly above that in 19 and 20, which is just under 12 billion. For fiscal year last year, they nearly hit 16 billion. So if you're uh, an executive, you're a head of the organization, you're someone like Phil Spencer, who is responsible for these sorts of things, the fact that you're putting up a you know, a 30% year over year revenue increase when you're talking billions of dollars is, uh, it's just incredibly impressive. Here's another look at it. These are both from Z huge, by the way, on, uh, on Twitter, who does a lot of the analysis. So, um, look at that. It's mostly content and services. Hardware is. Yeah. Shocking, right? Minority, yeah. <laughs> shocking, right? <laughs> the game pass money. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is 100%. So you see the content services. I mean, hardware is still bigger than the other years, as they kind of already said, right? But uh, yeah, uh, it, it's really based around services. And and uh, Game Pass has been a huge factor. They said it. Uh, so they didn't release a new subscription number. But, uh, you know, just great news. I, it's not it's not that any of us really are invested in the sense of, uh, you know, whether it's 16 billion or 17 billion, I don't care. The, the matter of the fact is what this allows to do is to invest more for experiences like Halo and everything else we're talking about for us to play. So just good news overall, guys. Um, we also, and I'll, I'll touch on all three of these things, and then you guys can just add your comments on any of it. But uh, Flight Sim uh, is obviously out. 
seems to be running extremely well on Series X and S. Uh, the response to it, at least anecdotally, has been um, more than I expected for Flight Sim. You know, I thought people would kind of touch it for five minutes um, and say, okay, done with this. But, I, you know, a lot of people in the community, at least that I'm seeing, are, are still kind of sticking with it. I was in a party the other night with like four different people playing it. Um, you can fly together. You know, you can get in the same game, which I didn't even know existed, um, and just kind of fly around the world. So that's really cool to see. Uh, amazing technology behind that game too. And then Forza Horizon 5, we got a, another developer update from Playground Games this week where they showed the biomes. So they showed uh, you know videos of the different environments. There's 11 different biomes in the game. Um, and they showed a few videos and, and uh, new pictures and everything like that, which I, I continue to just be astounded by that it's a game when you look at some of these videos. I mean, it just doesn't even make sense how good it looks. So. Uh, it's just great news here um, from an Xbox perspective, both, you know, for the brand, uh, but also what's being delivered, right? We've, the game, we've talked for so long about games, games, games. Well, they're not only coming, they're, they're we're basically here, right? Uh, it's, it's kind of begun where this falls looking great. And I think there's like six first party games alone uh, in the next five months that are coming from an Xbox perspective. So good stuff. Yeah. I, I did play a flight simulator, uh, which it doesn't seem like my type of game, but I got the Thrustmaster out. I hate that name. Uh, the, the flight <laughs> stick. Um, and and not started using that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? It really is. The Thrustmaster flight stick. How many mm -hmm. can you cram into one title for a, a, the device? Um, uh, also, that was really bad phrasing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> We're um, off there. Yeah, yeah uh, canceled. Uh, but yeah, I, I really am enjoying it. I, like you said, the technical part is amazing. And then Forza 5 could not be more stoked for it. I love the Forza franchise. And uh, yeah, like you said, the, the technical part of Forza is crazy. I mean, there's that there's a guy who does who I follow on Twitter and all he does is take Forza clips and mixes them with car commercials and asks you to guess which. Uh, which oh, really? Is. If it's a car <laughs> commercial or if it's just Forza footage, he's really good at it. So uh, but yeah, the um, but I, I'm I'm very excited for that game too. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped for Horizon uh, Five. I just uh, I'm a motorsport guy because I'm kind of a hardcore car guy, right? But Horizon, just from a sit down and fun to play perspective, it's just it's it's phenomenal, phenomenal. So, Dan, anything? I know Flight Sim. You said the same thing. Not really yeah. your type of game. Uh, you know, we both kind of joked previously. It's a five but minute check it player. out. Yeah, no, it's the <laughs> most boring single player game ever. <laughs> There's a thing. I, like it's I, I played it when it came out on the PC. Thrustmaster, Flight Stick, you know, all that stuff. And it was good. You know, I mean it's it's it, it, it was cool to see, you know, like fly over by my house, you know, you know, check out the airports that are, you know, close to us. I mean, Ainge, you got an airport, you know, a couple miles yeah, away. Five from minutes you. away. You know, well, yeah. no wonder it was boring. You just went to your house. Yeah. That's the most boring thing <laughs> but, yeah, you can do in simulator. <laughs> Go to the pyramids. What are you doing? Look at the pyramids. I can look at that online. I can, it's, it's, <laughs> oh my God, dude. Come on. Is, hold on, wait what? a minute. What the hell? Why you would went I do to that? Your house, dude. Of course You're I did. That's what everybody house. does. You're Everybody telling goes me, to their house. You're telling me during the pandemic when yes. you couldn't go anywhere and you got flight simulator, the one place you went is literally the prison you were trapped in. Yes. Your house. <laughs> and the target. 
by well, my house. Well, you know, I I did the same, but hearing Travis say it, it, it does kind of sound ridiculous. <laughs> Dan, no, you are fine. the opposite of the most interesting man in the world. You are the <laughs> most boring can, person. Barely take <laughs> off. And, you know, I, I don't have time for this nonsense. I, I mean, like, why would I want to sit there? I'm going to fly from here to Chicago. You literally for an hour and 25 I went to airports I near me. I go take a, oh you know, to the God. bathroom. I come back and I, I, I don't understand what I'm supposed to do. I Listen, it's not for me. That's fine. It looks amazing. I haven't. You're you doing know, I, it I, wrong. <laughs> I have much better use for my space on my Series X than 100 gigabytes of something that I will probably never play. And I'm not saying it's a bad game. You know, I'm just saying it's very specific, very, very niche. So I do. I, yes. do. I mean, we've talked about it. I, I'm the same way. It's like I, yeah. I I find it hard to get into actually being able to fly to begin with um, yeah. because my 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 attention span to learn that in flight sim is low. But I think, you know, I need to spend more time with it. And to, to Travis's point, I am looking at, at going forward to uh, being able to fly so I can visit some of the kind of cool landmarks and really check it out. And the, I also saw Ains's house. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, so that's where we used to film Big Cats, right? Yeah, there. yeah, right there. Yeah, I remember that. That was cool. Yeah. Um, I, I am impressed, uh, in all seriousness, uh, that Series X runs it better than my PC. I mean, bar none. Um, and I don't have a, I don't have a top end PC. We've talked about this, right? But I do have a good PC. Um, and it's how they managed to make this game run as well as it does on Series X is, it's just super impressive. Yeah. You know, Top Gun might bring me back. I might fly. The jets a, look cool, don't yeah, they? Yeah, that looks awesome. So like, yeah, flying an F-16 over my house. Yeah. Now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking, you know. You know the jets Only are already in it. You don't have to wait for Top Gun. Yeah. There's already jets in it. Isn't That's it? true. Yeah. yeah. Do you have to unlock them? Uh, yes, you do. Yeah, yeah. The hell with that. You know, there's well, you're zero gonna have to unlock. No, 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 no. Not unlock through play. You can just oh, okay. there's. They actually have, and I saw Destin actually. The Gary posted yeah. about this because there was some confusion. But they have some uh, user created content um, okay. as well that has. Uh, I don't know if someone in chat can correct me if I'm wrong, but I know the Jets are in the game because I've seen the clips for friends. Um, but they're things for like three ninety nine, four ninety nine. You can buy, but it supports like the people who developed it, like the money goes somewhere mm. positive. Do you know what I mean? But there's extra right. content you can download that's already there like that. That makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll wait for Top Gun. So <laughs> I want to, I want to buzz the tower. You wait to cut Top Gun to go to airports near you. Yes. And your house. Yeah. I'm going to go check out the high V, the local grocery store. See if I can land right next to it. Stop by Freddy's, pick up a burger. Yeah, right. Yeah, stop at Quick Trick at my fountain. You're, you're, you're the guy yeah, who yeah. thinks the like Mexican restaurant in your house is the best restaurant in the world. It is. You know? like, <laughs> it is. There's it's no nice. better food in the world than the place that happens to be right next to my house. Oh, That's right. Yeah. My neighbors. <laughs> she makes a hell of a tamale. Delicious <laughs> <laughs> tamale. My God. Oh, boy. Um, oh, man. I am looking forward to spending more time with it when I can, though. Like, it, it's between reviewing the ascent and halo coming out that's just mm -hmm. been my full focus so after what's uh, tomorrow hits and i cry a little bit for halo not being playable um i'll get back to trying some other games i'm so. not convinced that the technical preview is going to end i think it will yeah i i, I don't know they said that they might activate the multiplayer uh, today 
the day. And I think that if they do that, they can't have that out for just like half a day or whatever, you know, I, I don't know, man. I think the success of it, how hard is it to, for them to just keep the servers live and just let people goof around with AI for a while. They're building so much momentum. I don't know, man. Mm, okay. All right. Mm. I, uh, yeah, I disagree. We'll see. I, Hey, this is an instance I 100% hope you're right. <laughs> yeah. I, I would love for them to keep it on. But I'm just saying, I could see them yeah. being like, we've extended it a day because of the problems on Thursday or something like that to keep it, the momentum going a little bit. Because I do think it would be a little foolish to to cut the flow right now. But, you know, there is there is also a strategy behind, you know, keep them wanting, keep them, sure. you know, sure. the, the whole the Nintendo strategy, only, only print 100 Amiibos and then make everybody <laughs> kill each other over them. Uh, well, it's a, it's a vertical slice, right? So they, they said they sliced this build two months ago, right? Um, mm -hmm. Which, again, as we said, is makes it even more impressive because it means the game six months from launch, the build we're playing. Um, <clears throat> so what they probably have, right, is the next slice ready to go, which they'll take all the data from this, build upon it, et cetera. So we'll see. Uh, I hope you're right. By the way, Beast Mode in the chat, uh, to what I was talking about in flight simulator he said they're professional content creators not microtransactions right so mm. there was certain content creators i believe that create content for flight sim that you can support it's not like it just goes to uh you know the xbox or, or sobo or the studio so pretty cool pretty cool all right let's uh that's a lot of halo and xbox let's jump over to playstation real quick uh good some good news and some interesting debates this week so we'll start with the good news which is uh, PlayStation 5 has sold through 10 million units uh, officially, according to Sony and PlayStation. Uh, this makes it one of the fastest selling consoles of all time and the fastest selling console in the U.S. all time. Uh, which, when you think about how many people want a PS5 and still can't get one, uh, is, is very, very impressive. Um, so regardless of, we always joke about the echo chamber we live in on Twitter and social media and a lot of the talk. Uh, being Halo and, or excuse me, Xbox, and not to take away from Xbox's success, as we said, Xbox's success, the continued growth, everything else, doesn't mean that PlayStation has suddenly changed and is not doing well, right? Like PlayStation doing extremely well, PS5 uh, doing very well globally. So this is cool to see. Um, again, I feel like a broken record, but all this means is uh, further investment, right? Further investment in experiences. Uh, things we're going to get in the future. It means that uh, your investment, if you have a PlayStation 5, uh, will, uh, you know, kind of be a good thing for years to come. So cool to see this. Yeah. Yeah, I I think, uh, I mean, I, I'm definitely not disappointed in my, my purchase of the PS5. Like, you know, every time they come, their model works, and I think it's very different from Xbox's, but... Anytime they come out with a banger, I've got to boot up my PS5. Oh, banger! I hope Joe's still in the chat. <laughs> got to pull, got to pull those uh, the Returnal, the Ratchet and Clank, all these games that are coming out. So I'm excited. Obviously, I think we're probably going to get into their delays, which is unfortunate. But um, yeah. th there's just a lot coming down the line that's exciting. And I think uh, this is what I love about where we're at with gaming right now is the industry is exploding, and there's room for everyone to be successful. And you exactly. see. Every, every single console manufacturing manufacturer and company recording uh, record profits and that sort of thing. So it's yeah. awesome. Exactly. Yeah. yeah we, yep. we always say we're the winners from this whole thing. So that's yeah. the way I've always looked at it. That's the way I'm going to continue to look at it. You know, I, I just, I'm, I'm at the point now where there's, I don't even have a preference where I play. It doesn't even matter. Like if 
it's, it's, I'm I'm at like uber lazy mode where if I am on playing PlayStation games at the time, you know, say I'm just on that system and a third party game comes out, that's where I'm buying it. If I'm happy to be (laughs) on my Xbox at the time, that's where I buy it. It's just, or then I buy it on both or whatever it is. I just don't, you know, it's just gotten to that point where I'm able to just play anywhere and not have to worry about anything, which is great. So, like I said there's a tremendous amount of freedom in that, right? Because yeah, um, it's just it's nice that there's this, uh, and depending on how you view the switch, of course, if you're if you're there as well, there's just these platforms that are very successful, and you, wherever you want to play, there's a good place to play a game. So it's cool. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Um, uh, Matt, by the way, in the chat, Matt Burns, who uh, our community knows well, uh, the the new beta for the operating system for PS5. If you're in that, which has the um, the storage expansion we're going to get to in a second. It has the new trophy list on some of the UI updates, but it also has the beginnings of the Tempest 3D audio uh, mapping and things they talked about prior to launch. Matt is a huge audiophile, one of the best guys I know to talk to about this stuff. Mm-hmm. He's not in the beta test, uh, and he reached out to me because I'm you know, not as much as an audiophile as him, um, but I'm there as well, but I'm not in it as well on the PlayStation side. So... Anyone listening to this, if you are kind of into the audio side of it, you are in the PlayStation 5 beta and get this um, update soon, please reach out to Matt. He'd like to talk to you about uh, kind of testing this and, you know, helping to walk through it because it, it is a really neat feature and not a lot of people are talking about it. So uh, if we could do that, that'd be cool. Thank yeah, you. I, I ha- I'm in the beta, but I, I haven't got any update yet. So I don't know. I think that's... they said it's coming, right? It's not, oh, okay. it's not out. Yeah. All right. So. Yeah. So we'll see. That, I mean, that's a that's more of a roll of the dice than the skip ahead alpha for the Xbox. I feel that's like. why I'm not <laughs> in it, and I'm yeah. not in the alpha anymore for Xbox either. Yeah, I neither I am I. So I think I signed up for it, you know, a few months ago. So we'll see. I'm it, I'm on, I'm I'm in the alpha me. on my my third Xbox, but my <laughs> main my main my main one in my living room and my yeah. portable one. Good, I good, not, good, uh, yeah, yeah. It's my good call. My my bedroom Xbox gets to be the the test one. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the guinea pig. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, the other thing, uh, the, the the big delay, right, is what we're hearing, and this was reported by a few outlets, uh, you know, rumored, etc. And then Jason Schreier came out and said that um, <laughs> said that he can confirm. Now we're just going on his word because it hasn't officially, unless I missed it. And Travis, please let me know if IGN has a different report, but uh, it hasn't been confirmed formally by Guerrilla Games or PlayStation, but we're hearing that Horizon Forbidden West has been delayed out of 2021 to first quarter 2022. Um, not that that should be extremely surprising to anyone. I think many of us felt that was going to happen anyway. Um, but that that's what we're hearing. And so I guess the bigger conversation here, you can touch on that, but the bigger conversation here that's interesting to me is that um, PlayStation didn't do a summer game showcase, at least not yet. Maybe they have one coming here in August. Uh, and so with Horizon was really their big 2021 game for the fall that was supposed to come out. If that's pushed, as as we believe it is, um, we don't know what, the, from a first party perspective, we don't know if they have anything for this fall, which is kind of interesting from a, from a PlayStation standpoint. Yeah, um, I suspect that, that they probably don't have anything, definitely nothing as big. Yeah, That's it's right. gonna, it's going to be like Xbox last year with Halo, right? As soon as Halo got pushed, it was like, oh, that was yep, that was it. It's all over. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think it'll probably be like that with PlayStation. But 
the flip side is that their spring is looking really strong. God of <laughs> yeah. War is supposed to come out there. They've got a they've got a lot of games in that slot. Um, so I, I think they're going to have a really strong spring, and uh, that's probably okay. They've already done pretty well in the first half of the year with yeah. uh, PlayStation exclusives. So, um, yeah, it, it's unfortunate, but this is sort of COVID happened, man. Like, yeah, I mean, it's lots of games are getting delayed because of that. I, we've talked about it before, but I think game delays don't even, they don't even affect me at all anymore. It's like, oh, it's delayed. Okay. I mean, Halo did because Halo, but, um, you know, other games, it's like, oh, whatever. There's so many games to play yeah. at all are, time. You, are you out of games? Like, <laughs> right. you, like you needed Horizon Zero Dawn this uh, fall? I wanted like, it to on. be delayed because I love Horizon and I know I'm going to want to invest many hours into that world. Don't release at the same time as Halo. Don't do that to me. I don't have time for it. So please, if you're six months after Halo, it's all the better to me. Yeah, that's why I'm glad Halo was delayed because it was going to come out the same time as the Destiny expansion. And I was like, I don't want to have on to. Now. Come on. Now. I don't want to have to <laughs> choose between a Bungie and a 343 game. That's like, you know, Sophie's choice. I'm not, I mean, I would have chosen Halo. Don't get me wrong. Yes, but, all right. uh, you're back. You're back. I mean, I, yeah, that's, no, it's just, there's a certain, but yeah, I, I, uh, I, I'm like it happened perfectly. Halo got delayed, so it didn't come out during the same time. And then this year, Destiny got delayed, so Destiny's coming out in the spring. So the I'm witch, gonna get the to, Witch expansion, yeah. right? The, the Witch Queen expansion, yeah. yeah. So it, it it all everything's turning up, Ty guy. That's all I have to say about all these <laughs> uh, about all these delays. I'm very excited. Yeah, which and and Dan, sorry, one more thing is um, mm-hmm. the funny thing because Beastmo commented is the funny thing now is the biggest kind of. Uh, I hate the word exclusive just kind of annoys me at this point because we hear it too much. But the biggest exclusive now coming for PS5 that we know about uh, in in the fall is uh, Deathloop, which is made by an Xbox studio, which is, you know, just kind of hilarious when you think about the industry and how things happen as a business. Um, but, you know, Deathloop is really the, the the one exclusive we know is coming for PS5 after September or in September. Yeah, I mean, I think Kino is coming out, too. I got pushed uh, as well. Pushed September. as well to yeah September yeah. Yep. So I mean it's it's one of those things where yeah. Man, I forgot about that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, game. There's there's so much, you know, third party stuff for out there right now that's coming still. You know, especially with the big multiplayer games, and then Halo. I mean, really, if I'm Sony and I'm looking at it, I'm like, yeah, this isn't a bad thing. You know, even if it, you know they need just a couple more months, like you said, you know if you release horizon anywhere near halo, it's going to suffer for it. You know, I mean, it's just how it is. So this isn't a bad deal for him uh, from that perspective, but even, you know, depending on how late it goes into 2022, you know, I mean, halo isn't going to go anywhere. It's just going to keep growing and growing. So, um, but I, I, you know, it's just what it is nowadays. There's always delays always. And I, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of them, don't get me wrong, but I mean, I also understand it. I mean, this is unprecedented and, you know, what we're going through and is what it is. I'm a little disappointed, but because I was really looking forward to Horizon, but at the same time, it's coming. It'll be good, you know. You, you know, I, I actually am a fan of delays. They say nobody's a fan of delays. Like, <laughs> yes. I, I am. Like, we yes. should, I'm pro delay. We should I'm get more delays. Delay. Like, no. What's up with all these games coming out? Like, can't some of these games just not come out and just yeah, get delayed so for a little bit? Like, give me, give me a break, guys. I can only take so much. So yeah, I, that's what we need. I, I see nothing wrong with this. I hear a game gets delayed. I'm like, good. 
Good. Oh, man. I was, Good. I was. Get it yeah. off my calendar. I don't want to yeah, see it. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like somebody here. telling me that, oh, sorry, uh, we're going to have to delay the homework by a week. It's like, all right. Yeah. I'm, I'm down. <laughs> Push it even farther. I don't care. Uh, not, not that I view video games as homework, but just let, that's what it's Sometimes they are. Yeah. They can be, especially them. if you're reviewing them. But for <laughs> me, it's like, there are so many games. Who is upset about a review? Who? Like, I need to talk to you because you need an intervention, kid. Like, there's there's no reason to be upset about a delay. This case, so I, yeah. I'm pro I'm pro delay. I want mm. I want more games to get delayed than are currently being delayed. Yeah, you're I think insane. to your point, too, you mentioned God of War. I think you know if I had to make a call right now at this point in time, I'd say Horizon comes in the spring, right? Whether that be March to May, somewhere in that time frame, God of War will come out late next year. It's not coming out in the spring. Really. Um, no. Hmm. Why why would you launch Horizon and God of War within a month of each other when those are your four to five year development cycle games that are going to be the showcases for your platform? I mean, um, they did I, it with Ghosts and Last of Us too. I mean, it worked out did. fine. You know, I'm not saying they won't. They sell. kind of did it. They yeah. kind of did it this year with Returnal and Ratchet and Clank. I think those were a month or two apart. So yeah, but those, yeah. I mean, Returnal and Ratchet and Clank combined sold less than two million copies. Yeah. Horizon and God of War are a whole nother tier. I mean, I mean yeah, they, those, they did the, that because there were no PlayStation fives in any yeah. houses. Yeah, that's fair. what I mean, right? So why not? Again, you're that the distribution chain issue is not going to be solved in six months. It's just not. We've already heard from the chip manufacturer. So why not just let more PS fives give the dev team on God of War more time and release it September of next year when it can dominate. But these aren't uh, PS five exclusive games fair. either, though. That's true too. They're not. Yeah, they're, they're not they're PS five So. You've got that extra audience already built in, so. But they are system sellers. People, yeah, well, for sure they are. Yeah, a war that they can play. You know. Yeah, so. that's fair. I could, I could, I see your logic there. I just don't know if they would delay a game that was ready to ship just because of strategic yeah. decisions. Sure. I, I, I find that kind of hard to swallow, but yeah, I, I can see it happening. Yeah. I think yeah. you have a good point. I'll, okay, I'll, I'll put my, my I'll, put my flag in God September. War, God of War Holiday 2022 has. A, I say has September. A say September. But, but they'll call it holiday. Yeah, right. yeah, that's, that's true. That's they'll true. call it God of War holiday 2022 has a has a nice ring to it. Definitely. Yeah, that's true. Uh, sure. Because we, I mean, we know, right? Uh, if there's, I mean, Last of Us is probably one of them, right? But if there is one game, Horizon's going to be huge. But God of War is going to be a industry shaking title, right? It, it right. will that will take over the conversation whenever it launches. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. But we'll see. You, you, well, you saw, you know, we saw the, I mean, maybe you did the Raising Kratos, you know, yes. documentary. Awesome. I, you know, you could see, you know, it's amazing, but you yeah. could see how stuff goes on in the background and in that studio specifically. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you, you're, you might not be, you know, you might be right on, you know, just based on what we saw and the chaos that and what it takes to put all that stuff together and all the moving parts. Who the heck knows? It's well, going to be awesome. Any, you know, the, you know the, the Obviously, expectations are always high for God of War, right? But yeah. knowing how good 2018's God of War was and Game of the Year, accolades, everything we've talked about, right? As we talked about with Halo, the weight of expectation is now higher. Mm -hmm. um, PS5's first God of War, the sequel to 2018's Game of the Year, uh, not Red Dead 2, but, you know, PlayStation's Game of the Year. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I think that they they know they have to deliver. And let's not forget, COVID's still going on. These offices mm -hmm. are not back. Um, and, and sadly, we haven't touched on it. But, you know, what we're seeing now is offices are reclosing. My company is reclosing because of the now Delta and, you know, everything going on with the, the further spread. So it's not like 
both the pandemic and the distribution chain issues are solved. They're still ongoing. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We'll get see. Get your vaccines, people. That's yeah, please. Come on, guys. Come on. Do I think every, the variants. Yeah. You'll be safe. Just um, all right. Uh, where was I? Uh, okay, we we got to touch on it. And I don't I don't spend a lot of time on this because I think it's kind of half ridiculous. But the storage expansion debacle for the PlayStation. So I'm going to give my quick thoughts. I want to know if you guys feel differently. But okay, so they come out in this beta. They're finally kind of activating it, right? It's a software update to activate the the usage of it. Uh, you have to take the panel off the side of the PS5, take off the little cover. And then basically you you need to buy a specific uh, SSD from third-party manufacturers that meet the requirements. We all know the, I think everyone listening knows that. Uh, a couple companies have come out and said, you know, here's an option for your PS5. If you want to upgrade, here's the read, write speeds, et cetera. Internal testing from Insomniac has shown that most of them perform, the ones that are ready, perform very well. They did show like a 15% loss in speed processing compared to internal for some of these drives. Uh, I saw Mark Cerny actually posted last night or this morning, like the drive that he recommends for the PS5. Uh, if you're gonna expand it, it's expensive as hell, as you would imagine. Uh, it's just the nature of, of these drives at the moment. Um, you know, uh, I don't think this is a big deal. Um, I, I will say this, it's not the best design, right? It, from a console perspective, this is a poor design because it's not plug and play. People expect plug and play for consoles. That's just, that's what it is, right? It's not a PC. I don't wanna be taking panels off and installing stuff. That said, it's not It's not a huge deal, right? I think most, my opinion, most of the kind of mass market people that buy PS5s aren't even gonna think about this. They're not even gonna know it exists, first of all. Um, <laughs> if they ask, um, you know, then they can find out and say, well, that's kind of a pain in the ass, but I don't think this is going to be something that's going to change the outlook of how people view the PS5. I think it's just, it's one of those things. It's an inconvenience, uh, for some, uh, other people who obviously work on PCs or install drives. This is simple. It's not a big deal at all. Um, and then I think for the majority of the market, it's not even going to be thought about. Now, the, the only question I would raise is, uh, as we get further into the generation, the Horizons, the God of Wars, the bigger games do come out for PS5. And the people who don't know any better, again, your your average consumer start to fill up that hard drive uh, yeah. and they start to question, okay, what do I do now? Other than obviously deleting games, right? Then you have to kind of start to explain the options. Well, you can plug in a USB third, you know, external drive and transfer games. You can uninstall, et cetera. So, and I think that may, again, be an inconvenience or an annoyance to some people. But other than that, I don't think this is a big deal. I hate talking about stuff like this for extended periods of time. Uh, you know, it takes over the conversation for some people as if it's this gigantic deal. And it's like, it's, it is what it is. It's not a good design. I don't think anyone's saying it is, but no. come on. This isn't yeah. a deal breaker. I, 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 so I agree that like traditionally, because it's a console space, most people aren't even going to know about expanded storage and aren't going to think about it. But I actually think it's something this generation that the core gamer the, the mystical mythical core gamer uh, <laughs> I think is actually going to have to start thinking about because of the storage problem. Of the and space. I think, I think if you don't have a convenient, easy to explain affordable core gamer targeted solution to this problem, by the time it becomes a problem for those people, mm -hmm. then it does change people's opinions of the PS five because they look okay. at other options and they go, well, that's easy. All I do is I just plug in a card. That one's easy. This one 
you have this whole workaround thing and I don't like that. And I think then it becomes more than just, hey, this is a, a wonky feature that they need to figure out at some point. I think right now you're right, Ames, like it's not gonna affect anybody right now, but I think yeah. at some point in this generation, if you can only have eight to nine games installed on your PS5, that's a problem even for casual gamers. I, I agree. And I, and I think I think if you start to explain to casual gamers that they have to take off a panel on their PlayStation, that's <laughs> like that's a point where they're just like, all right, I'm jumping ship. Like this is not uh, this is no longer something that's welcome welcoming welcoming to me. So I can see it becoming something where we're all like, damn, they really botched this. I have more faith in PlayStation than that. I think they will come up with a consumer friendly solution before it becomes a problem. They have to. Right now, I don't think we're at that point, but I think we're really close. I think if okay. they don't solve this in the next six months to a year, then you start seeing core gamers actually going like, D- dude, what's up? Like, why Why is this such a problem? So Yeah, and I think... Tell, I me, think something. The, tell me something that can fix this, like yeah. right now. You know? and I, I think the plan was probably to have this solved by now, but with everything going on, you know, it, it obviously didn't work out. So uh, I do agree with you to a degree. You know, maybe I try to think about it like, to me, it's not a big deal, but then I try to remove myself from it and think, you know, again, like you said, average consumer... Obviously, the PC enthusiasts, this is simple to them because you do a lot more complex things on PC, right? But to just the person who is uh, either used to not thinking about storage or plugging in a memory card uh, as they have in the past, yeah, this is, uh, what do you mean I have to take a panel off and get a screwdriver out and I have to pick the right drive? And what do you mean, what's a heat sink? You know, people don't even, I'm not being sarcastic, right? Your average, this person who just picks up a console and plays it, they're not thinking about heat sinks. You know, like, they're like, what are you talking about? That's um, crazy that you have to even know, like, the stats of the drive. Because, like, so for me, for example, this doesn't even affect, this doesn't just affect the core gamers who don't know about this stuff. It also affects the hardcore, like me. Like, part of the reason PlayStation isn't my platform for multiplats is because I am a hardcore I need to have all my games installed on my Xbox at all times. Yeah. I have 89 terabytes over there. I, I have 34 terabytes hooked up to my Xbox. 34 <laughs> terabytes. And you know how you know how hard it was to get those two hard drives hooked up and working? I just plugged them in. You plug them in. I just bought I bought two 16 terabyte hard drives. I plugged them in. Now I've got the external card and the internal. So that's another two. I'm at 34 terabytes. I have thousands of games installed and it's super easy. So I think that this problem, if you let it grow, it hurts you on both sides. It hurts you on the hardcore side. People like me who just aren't going to play on your platform as the primary if if this is even like close to an issue. And then the other side of people are casual. So then the only people you're leaving are the people who truly don't care either because they're so loyal to your platform or because they're truly that casual that they never buy enough games. And in which case, those aren't really the people you want to be serving anyway, right? If they're not uh, buying your games. But yeah, I, I am a digital hoarder. Somebody's saying in the, in the that's, that's, uh, chat, yeah, 100% Joe. I have a problem. I recently had to upgrade both of my eight terabyte external hard drives because I reached maximum capacity on everything. And I felt the walls closing in on me. I had like a, <laughs> I had like a panic. I was like, what am I going to do? Just like re-download games, like some sort of sycophant or peasant. Like I just can't live this way. So I, yeah. uh, I had to, I had to upgrade, but yeah, uh, I, I had, I, I was the same way before. Yeah. You know, I was, I had two 16 terabyte hard drives. They're like books that were daisy chained <laughs> to each other and it would be fine. You know, I'm on my old series X, but now I kind of, you know, I looked at what the storage would cost 
and how much I play and how many games I play at a time. And it's, it's just never uh, now, now I'm completely opposite. I gave my kids, my, my, my internal or my externals. They're fine. I, I still have, you know, 700, 800 Xbox games that, but you know, I'm not going to play them all at the same time. So it's, it's not a huge deal for me, but I understand that, you know, in different places in the country, you know, you have data caps, you have, you know, that's the other thing, internet, yeah. You know, so the, the data so cap thing is a real or, or globally right. where your download speed is 10 megabits, right? right. Downloading a, a big there, game is like a three day process. So you, it's right. not like you can just uninstall and re-download constantly. There, yeah. there are other issues that go into this, you know, as yeah. far as before you even get to, you know, this the storage issue. Um, I'm not planning on getting anything for the PlayStation. I'm yeah. not planning on getting the Xbox one either. So <laughs> it's just to the point where I'm just, you know, I'm good. I've got, you know, there's like, there's certain games that are on my hard drives, like in perpetuity, like say to the K2, always going to be there, you know, Halo sea of Thieves. no, Sea of Thieves was there until like last month when mm-hmm. they hurt me. And, and then after that, it's really, you know, like Hitman three on my PlayStation, you know, everything else is. Yeah. So you, you're more, you're more of a play it. If I'm going to continue playing, it stays. Otherwise, it's gone, and I've that's got it. room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, mean, I think it, that's. I think that's a lot of people. Yeah, I think. I think it's a lot of people, and and yeah. you know, you've got your 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 <laughs> COD your your COD people. You've got your your Maddens, your FIFA people. They're yeah. not going to be super, you know, affected by this. Um, as far as how it's implemented, yeah, it's kind of trash. You know, I mean, like with the PS4, I remember putting an SSD in that in my in my Pro. And it was kind of a hassle, but that was totally optional. And that was actually putting it in as an internal. This one, you know, yeah, it should be just plug and play. That's obviously Xbox has done this far better, you know. Um, and, you know, the price is probably right about where it should be. Which is um, funny because, you know, when we launched and it was like, oh, that's a great solution that Xbox yeah. came up with. And let's let's be clear it's not an easy thing to do. They had to work with a partner. I'm sure that that took a lot of time. There's, yep. there's a, 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 the series X is designed to take that drive and work in unison exactly. with the internal storage. That that's not a simple thing. Like people overlook the engineering aspects of these yeah. things sometimes, and they need to be called out and applauded when these companies do things right. That's future thinking for consumers. And Xbox 100%. did that here. That's what I was saying. Yeah. yeah. No, and, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm yeah, just saying. And, I think, and it's, it's yeah. clear that PlayStation didn't take the same care in that. Right. Yeah. Now, the other stuff I've been thinking about is like with the proliferation of like services where you're like Game Pass, where you're downloading games all the time. Yeah. And, and with so many games coming out these days, we're now playing more games than we ever have. And we have access to more games than we ever have. If you're on Game Pass, and you have access to like 300 games and your friend hits you up and goes, yo, do you want to play this game? And you don't have it installed on your drive. So then you have to download it. And maybe you have a data cap or you're in a part of the country that has slower speeds. That's a way bigger hassle than it's ever been in the past where you just took out one disc and popped in another. Yeah. You know? So okay. I think I think this is going to become more and more of a consideration. It's going to be something that like every game or even the casual ones have to come to terms with because if you're there are plenty of casual gamers who don't buy any games and they just play what's on game pass and even those people are going to have this huge problem just because of the swapping game and that get that gets annoying really quickly i mean i don't have to deal with it because i'm awesome (laughs) but for you guys i can't even imagine 
for you for you 34 terabyte guys over there so yeah. um let me call chat real quick uh good to see uh i see mav i see you Fonz. thanks for stopping by guys i believe it was mav who asked what drives you're using uh travis oh the 16 yeah. terabyte uh, ones uh yeah the so they're, both, ones? They're, they're both uh wd drives oh, uh 16 terabytes um i could send you them and western, uh, digital. Like, western digital um and then i've got the internal or the internal and the external uh, proprietary ones you get from okay. microsoft um, my friend, his solution is he just bought a bunch of those SSDs and he just swaps them the out. Plugins, like memory like, cards, A to G to L, you know, like this whole. It's actually a community of people who really like to catalog their games and have it organized. And there's no perfect solution because the thing you don't realize is that once I'm maxed out on my 34 terabytes, there's no path for me. Yeah, there's a there's a maximum the system max, right? The system doesn't let yeah. you do more than 34. And before it was 34, it was 16. And I was at the max with 16. So yeah. every time they increase it, I just go to whatever the max is. But they're, you're sort of running out of out of landing strip here when it comes to, you know, how we're going to handle this problem. So uh, either well, that's when you get another get Series really X. You, know, right. you just well, have to. I mean, that's what you're gonna have. Doesn't to do. solve the problem. I need to see all my games in my library. <laughs> installed <laughs> games. I need to see them in a snapshot view. You don't yeah. understand. You can. You can what see I'm them. With. You're, you're just, the modern version of me with my shelf. Yeah. Over here. I, I can't. One. I can't do the shelf anymore, though. I, I know. know you guys, we talked about this on version. Halo. You're, you're, yeah, yeah I am the same problem. Yeah. I switched to it though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it, it, the thing about the the whole thing is if you number one, I'm just gonna say this, if you don't own a PlayStation 5 and or you game on it once a year, shut uh, up. I, my, I'm just saying this is this I'm just saying, please. All right, your opinion means nothing to me and or anybody else. If this is a serious concern to you, however, and you know, and you own a PlayStation 5 and you're 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 playing this is your primary console. And you're you're running out of space at an alarming rate, which you should already be out of. Probably, probably. doing. Yeah. yeah. Then a hundred percent. You know, please, guys, let's just not make this bigger than it is. Especially for you personally, understand where you're coming from. If if I'm playing on my Xbox primarily, which is what I normally do, this is a no brainer for me. I got basically Hitman Three and a bunch of first party games on my PlayStation, and they can come and go as they please. You know, I understand everybody needs to have the, uh, the, I don't know, argument about it. It doesn't make any, any no, sense to me. No, and, and that the was the point I wanted to make, not. right? And yeah. I didn't want to get into the nonsense about it, but. It's nonsense. Yeah. You know. um, my, my my suggestion, and I, and I have this on my Series X, uh, honestly, both these consoles, your best cheaper option, right, if you want extra space is really just to install an external SSD. Yeah. Um, because external SSDs have come way down in price over the past couple of years. Not, you know, not these internal NVMe drives, but it's just a, like a four terabyte SSD, plug it in via USB and just transfer games because both the PS5 and Xbox do that rather quickly. I transferred, it was either Valhalla or Cyberpunk, a big game um, to my external off my Series X uh, last week or two weeks ago. It takes like five minutes. You know what I mean? Just transfer it off and you've got a hundred gigs on your internal now. It's yeah. That's the easy. I will, I will say one thing that is kind of annoying, and this sure. is the ultimate first world problem. I'm sure everyone in the comment section is going to hate me for this. But <laughs> With this 34 terabytes. <laughs> I, you know, so th this is the thing. I have everything on my drives, not because of expediency. It's yeah. because I, I need to have access to all of my games and see them in a snapshot view. And it becomes kind of hard to know which games you own and see a list of your games if you 
don't have them all installed because you have some in the uninstalled games and you have some in game pass and some in xbox live gold and some in it just it's it becomes really complicated really quickly so there, i live in a, san francisco that says all owned games yeah, Library. but, but yeah. you don't own Library. all of the games if they're Xbox Live Gold, Game Pass, etc. And so it 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 become or if they're an EA Access or there's just so many ways you can access games. It's hard to know which ones you currently have access to without clicking on all the different boxes. And there's no good solution for Xbox, PlayStation, Switch. Actually, has the best solution because they don't really have this problem. But uh, like this is the first world problem I was going to talk about. My my internet speed, I get almost two gigabytes per second. I have Google Fiber. And so it actually takes me way longer to transfer a game from a hard drive and than download. to just download it. Yeah. And so no, we're the same. The, we get the same here. That whole solution of like of transferring yeah. back and forth, it's like it almost feels like worse than uh, for me. I know that in the majority of the United States. I was going to say, like I'm speaking that, to majority, yeah. not royalty. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying it's something that it's something that I find interesting. The whole transfer back and forth thing. It's like, yeah. uh, is it, how do we make that faster? I guess the solution is external SSDs, right? But yeah. And, and Steve in the chat, what's up, Steve, uh, contributor for SG says, uh, which is a, a good clarification is if you're buying an ex, uh, a dedicated external SSD, it's more expensive. What you can actually do is buy internal SSDs, put a housing on it, and it's the same thing. It's just a lot cheaper. So um, it's another one of those shortcuts you can do if you want more space and to save some money. Um, so <laughs> Stubb said, is Travis English? He's actually Finnish. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're doing this so early in the morning. So, no. uh, and uh, and, uh, and Def Lloyd, what's up, man? Uh, in the house, he said, this is the most random comment in the chat is everyone play like a dragon and i just have to agree with them because yeah, it's it's a 100 yeah great good game. probably my game of the year last year oh nice. well, you're, you're you're in dan's uh in dan's realm for sure nice yeah i love that um, game's multiplayer what's that <laughs> i'm just messing with dan oh. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah great game though all right we'll move nice. on from that um I well, one last comment. I am waiting for them to release a two terabyte option for the Xbox. That's what I want. I want a two terabyte plug in. Plug in. Uh, I want a right. six. Let's just make it six or, or bigger. Yeah, let's yeah. say larger, larger let's, options. Let's make a 34. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's <laughs> like 17. Feet, Listen, you know, if you were like, the... if you're like Travis, here's a proprietary drive that goes in that slot, it gives you 10 terabytes, but it costs $5,000. I'd be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will take two. So, yeah. Oh man. Oh man. All right. Um, one one other thing I wanted to talk about before we close out because I find this interesting. And I said, uh, you know, we're going to be commenting on the industry and studios and stuff. And this was a notable one. Is that a new studio was announced this week called uh, That's No Moon? Uh, obviously, a, a Star Great Wars name. Reference. Yes. Great. Yes. Very cool name for a studio. Um, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> and uh, this was originally reported on by IGN. Um, so Michael Moonbauer, who is formerly head of PlayStation's Visual Arts Group, uh, uh, is the CEO here. And Tina Kowaleski, I'm going to say, sure. was formerly the head of product development at Sony Santa Monica, so God of War Studio, um, is the chief strategy, strategy officer, so the CSO. Um, and they are a new studio with a hundred million dollar capital investment 
from Smilegate. So Smilegate is a very big game company you don't hear as much about over here in, in the US and North America, but they uh, run the Crossfire games like Crossfire X that's coming out, uh, which if you're not aware is a massive game in China. Uh, lots of lots of revenue here. So $100 million capital investment. They are in Los Angeles and San Diego. They uh, It's not just those two people, but they have some senior talent from a lot of PlayStation studios uh, as well as Bungie uh, from Destiny. So this uh, you can find the article on our site. As I said, IGN originally port, uh, reported this. Uh, but according to this, their first title will be an ambitious action-adventure title, which is about as generic as you can be with any uh, description of a title. <clears throat> it's being uh, developed thanks to the capital investment from Smilegate, who will also act as publishing partners, according to the report. Um, and according to Smallgate, they aim to create new experiences that will inspire empathy and deeper personal connections with players around the world. So not too much to report here other than the fact that, uh, you know, we talk about the just the continued massive, massive investment into the gaming industry from from big players globally. And this is just another example of that. And given the talent of which the studio has from the studio's uh, PlayStation Bungie and others, uh, whatever they create will probably be very special, though it's probably years away, of course. So, um, mm -hmm. but you know, pretty cool, pretty cool to see these kind of studios popping up. Yeah. I mean, it looks awesome, man. I mean, let me just say it, it just, the amount of talent, I mean, there, there's, it, there, they shouldn't fail. That you being hope. said, that yeah. being said, yeah, I have no idea. It's like Rapture. They yeah. brought all the best <laughs> yeah, they, together. That's uh, right. We know what happened yeah. there. It's like the yeah. It's gonna be the Suicide Squad or the Justice. I don't know what's gonna happen. It could be the Avengers. <laughs> I have no idea. But you know what? Good luck to them. And in hundred million dollars, I don't know how far that goes in today's you know development cycle. Uh, but it sounds it's like your team. I think probably. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So go for it. That's no moon. You could do it. <laughs> I That's love my, the name. It would. Yeah. Could you imagine if uh, they were like uh, copyright striked or something? I mean, they, obviously they won't be, but it would. It's yeah. just funny that they literally named their entire studio from a phrase from uh, Star Wars. What if? What if this ambitious action adventure title is a Star Wars game? Hey, my, mm -hmm. uh, that's what I was gonna say. I'm gonna I bring your have, phrase, Dan. Bring it, on. bring it on. I actually think it might be. Uh, it because it would be a pretty smart investment for now that now that uh, Star Wars is. Uh, exclusivity with EA is ending. The timing could actually be pretty perfect. They get a few years point. of development, they announce, and then and then uh, this could be an option. I do have one critique about their name. It Go should have it. been uh, "That's No Moon," and then in smaller letters underneath it, it's a video game company. That should have been their full name. Uh, look at you. Uh, <laughs> you should call them. <laughs> tell them to append <laughs> their title. Hey, look, is, I know you're Travis. early, but let me tell you guys something. Free of charge, you know, not not to stand on the pedestal here, but the CEO did follow me on Twitter the other day. So no you know, I'll, I'll, I'll reach out to him. I, obviously, reach out to him, CEO to CEO. Obviously, he's my best friend now. So you know, this clearly, I'll, I'll call him. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Like, here, here. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm very excited about that. I hope it's a I hope it's a Star Wars game. If it's not, I'll still play it. But good luck. Uh, also, what's up with the video game industry loving moons so much? There's High Moon Studios, there's Moon Studios, and now there's, there's That's No Moon. There's just that's lots no of moon. moons. And, the, uh, you know, industry. people, and funny enough, Steve said it in the chat, but the RE, Resident Evil engine stands for Reach for the Moon. That's uh, right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it has the, it has the, the picture of the moon, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
uh, the, our industry loves moons, I think is the point of this entire podcast. Um, <laughs> and uh, so good good luck. That's no moon. I will play your game. I look forward to it. But please, when you make your game, please delay it. <laughs> That's all we ask here at Season Gaming. <laughs> we just we want you to delay your minimum, game. That's all. Yeah, minimum six-month delay and uh, at least, you know, one or two server issues. Yeah. So the, the problem is, as Sarka says in the chat, what's up, brother? He said, uh, the, the problem is in Destiny, the moon's haunted. So, yeah, yeah we'll see what we True. find on the moon. Moon's haunted. Yeah. <laughs> all right guys that's um that's going to be our show for today so uh thank you everyone for joining us uh, a couple things to call out before we head out so uh joey um who is a gigantic halo nerd and and lore guy uh, who now writes for season gaming you know him on um joey cisco on twitter he wrote his first article for the site on sea of thieves he's a gigantic sea of thieves fan as well has like 400 hours in it or something like that uh so it's a it's not necessarily a guide, but it's close. It kind of walks through all the key components of Sea of Thieves. And uh, if you're looking to get in or just looking for tips, it's a great article. Please check that out. Uh, Steve is going to have an article this week on the Steam Deck. Um, it's kind of already written, just kind of getting it ready for this week. But, uh, you know, about uh, cloud gaming, the Steam Deck, the whole 30 FPS thing, the target. So uh, that'll be up as well. I'm writing an article right now on Halo Infinite. Of course, it's going to shock you, I realize. Um, but I started writing it yesterday on the infinite preview and I, I'm going to, it's kind of going to be a tie between halo nostalgia and the community and halo infinite and, and my thoughts on the full breakdown, the maps, the weaponry, way more detailed than we talked about today. So, uh, look for that this that week as well. <laughs> look for that this week as, as, uh, as well. Uh, funny enough, Dan, when Steve and I were joking in DMS the other day, it's like, you know, some him and I both write a lot of words, right. When we write and I was like, yeah, you know, we, 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 we should really focus on just getting some quicker opinions out, right? You know, uh, and types of articles. We don't need to have 4,000 word articles every time. So I sit down to write my Halo Infinite impressions and literally the intro, I haven't even gotten to Infinite yet. The intro is 600 words. Like, Perfect. So yeah, we're getting there. We're yeah. getting there. Um, but uh, what else, what else, what else? A um, couple other reviews coming as well. So just stay tuned. I know the group's working on some reviews. So, but thank you as always for the support listeners chat. You've been awesome. Thank you very much for hanging out with us. Guys, anything to add before we head out? Nope. Yes, next uh, week here on Sunday at <laughs> 10 a.m. Central. Uh, 11 yeah. Eastern, 9 Eastern? What 11 is Eastern. 11 Eastern. How we'll is here. it 9 Eastern if it's 10 Central? Damn, come know. on. Listen, I don't know what time it is now. <laughs> so it's, it's so early in the morning. Now, earlier for Travis, so I feel he even does, worse. He doesn't know what time it is. He doesn't leave his house. He just flies over. Like, I <laughs> slept so hard. <laughs> Right. I, I have no idea what even the day is. So too much going on. Uh I see Gaz in the chat. What's up, Gaz? Good to see you. You said one be one me ain't anytime, Gaz. Anytime you want, my friend. Cool. <laughs> yeah, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Tyguy Travis. You can read my articles on IGN.com. Um on the last word on Fridays here on Sundays. And uh check out IGN's um IGN first that just ended. That's all coverage on the steam deck. We have a fantastic interview with Gabe Newell from uh, Ryan McCaffrey, one of the video game industry goats. Uh, so yeah, check that out and uh, see you next week. There you go. Thank you guys. Been awesome. We will see you next Sunday morning. Thank you guys. Till then.